10 just came out and well, it, it didn't just come out. Sorry. And like, it's just so stupid. How did the fuck did they get to space? Have you seen it? No, I, I, I stopped after the, after Paul Walker died, that last one. So I think that was like number that was my last. I one. think that was number seven. Cause it was so bad. Yeah. It was really bad, <laughs> but like, but they're all so bad, but you, you just sit there and watch it because it's bad TV. You know what I'm saying? I can't anymore. Like my time is so crazy. I get half. If a movie, I can start watching a movie. If it doesn't capture me in like the first 15, 20, I stop it. Really? I'm like, I could do something. So else. what was the last movie you did that to? Uh, let me see. Um, it was a Netflix movie. I could look. It's but, it's got this much red <laughs> on the. Did, continue on, watching on the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's so funny was like when we were doing the terrible Tuesday movie review. Hold on, hold on. I was doing cardio, so I wasn't doing anything else. <laughs> like oh, I was like, man. I can't even watch this doing cardio. Yeah, that's that's got to be bad. Send it to me later because I'm I'm actually going to want to watch this. But no, like on Fast and Furious Ten, they went to space, and you know I watched like you know how people do the reviews of movies. And like they're bad movies, they know it's gonna be a bad movie, so they, they they choose that movie. Well, anyways, this was one of the movies this guy chose on his on his platform or what he does. Mm. And I just read what he wrote. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> this is terrible. Like we had this like Tony will not do the terrible Tuesday movies anymore because of how bad they are. Like I started finding some really, well, it, really it bad. It turned ones. into work. Because I would have to listen to watch the movie, then we record. Then I have to edit it and mm-hmm. upload it. Yeah, it's, it's a chore. You know, it's not enjoyable. And you had to give a hundred. And people don't realize when you're doing like uh, mental stuff, almost takes as much energy out of you as like hard physical labor. Sometimes, if you got to give like a hundred percent of your mental focus, like you're like later on now, you're like, "Fuck, why am I so drained?" Yeah. And you're like, "That's got to be it." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them because you know. I don't have to do the editing part like he does and all that. <laughs> so I just have to talk into this fucking microphone, right? Yeah. And I don't even do that well, I don't think. But, uh, but you know, it's just like, man, let's bring him back. And he's like, no, that's done. <laughs> he's like, negative. That's never coming back. So, Rick, tell us how you got into food. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, like, as your career, <laughs> as your career, sorry, as your career. Well, you know, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, that's what I went to school for college. And then as hotel and restaurant administration and minor in experimental foods. But then, uh, I ended up here in Memphis at an internship with ovations catering. They worked at the Redbird stadium and that's kind of how we all got together as well. Is that, yeah, because you were, you were living in DC or something, right? Or no, no, I went there after cause I moved in with Twitch here. Oh, that's right. And then the Redbirds and kind of brought everybody together. How'd you and Twitch meet? Oh, let's see. One of our good friends, Reese from Heater Springs, Arkansas, he moved to Little Rock and then he brought John to Heber Springs one day on the lake. Mm. And then after that, we were all kind of connected forever. It's kind of funny how little things like that happen. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. That Reese used to live there until like maybe like five years ago or something or four years. Cause I was asking John this and uh-huh. I like, twitched this and he was like, yeah, that's how we all met. I was like, how did you become friends with Rick? <laughs> and that's, that's what he told me. I was like, damn, he's lived there. I didn't know that. Cause you guys used to go there all the time. That's where you played college football and stuff, right? Where? In Heber Springs? No. Did you go to college? <laughs> <laughs> I went to high school in Heber Springs. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> 
Didn't you live in Missouri? Yeah, I went. I, well, I I went to college in Iowa, and then went to junior college in Iowa, and then I went to uh, Central Missouri State University. So that's where I went to college and wrestled and everything. So did you even play football in college? No, no football. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, you know what it is. Hang on, I have, I have, I know where it came from. It came from varsity blues. No, 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 no. <laughs> fuck you. No, it came from. Um, I mean, how long have you known Ricky? You know nothing about him. <laughs> I know. It seems like, damn. No, uh, you guys used to play the football game. The seniors versus like the people. Oh, uh, yeah. That, you're, okay. okay. So that, sorry. That's where I got that. That's from. the old timers game. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What is the story? The, it's the old timers game. So it's the craziest thing. My high school would have an old timers game. So if you went to school there and you're 35 or under, you're on the young people's team. If you're 35 and older, you're on the old people's team. And they would strap up and go and play a whole game. Really? That's horrible, horrible idea. They still do it today? Yes, but so fun. When did you stop doing it? When I got injured really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm still in pretty good shape, too, and I would not play it today. No way. No way. Fuck, man. Can you imagine putting on pads and going against, like, 22-year-olds right now? No, wow. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> because they're not going to be little at the way, you know, like most 22 years old when we were 22. Yeah, I know, right? They're going to be massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so how'd you get into wrestling? Oh, um, man, I had like crazy ADD when I was a little kid. And, you know, I don't think back then it was diagnosed, you know, in the late 80s. So my mom put me in a wrestling. How old were you? Five. Oh, damn. You started early. Then. Yeah. And did you wrestle all the way through college? Yep, till 25, so 20 years. Was that a passion of yours? I liked it. I can't say I loved it. I think if I would have loved it, I would have been, like, elite. But I don't know. I just, you know, there's some people out there now, I was like, God, I wish I would have, like, put more into it. Because mm-hmm. now when you look back, you're like, I could did this, 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 and been so much better. But, shit, you just don't know yeah what was the hardest part about wrestling for you oh just practice man (laughs) you know wrestling's that sport it's like the match is seven minutes long you know it's a seven minute match and you practice for three hours every day a seven minute match Mm. you literally go for three hours of hell for seven minutes it's crazy it's just like mma you know but those that's you know a full fight's 15 minutes in mma but so wrestling is even crazier. I mean, you do so much work just to go seven minutes. And that was the hardest part. It's like the constant practice, practice, practice. Do you think that shaped your mentality, though? I think it did because not I didn't know it then, but definitely now. Yeah. You know, because now I'm like, OK, you got to put the work in and, and go. And, you know, it's kind of crazy because you could learn how to be, how to have tenacity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what that taught me. I think. Does that mean toughness? No, it means tenacity is like, you see a goal and you keep going and going and going and you get Something it done no matter what. <laughs> that's why I didn't know what the word meant. <laughs> um, oh, how was the weight cutting? Like what, what weight did you wrestle at? I wrestled at 134 and 142 and I, th- I was, and again, not smart, you know, looking back, you're like, damn, just, you know, because like you would binge eat. And I remember we had a big meet coming up and the day before, and this is no joke, I was 23 pounds over 
and in one day, <laughs> the day before, the day before, Jesus, man, I, I lost twenty three pounds in twenty four hours. Oh my god! <laughs> Is this the story when you were riding the little bicycle inside the U haul in a sauna suit <laughs> yeah. going, going to? A, I remember yeah. this story, but I didn't know it was twenty three pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I I remember I had a test too, so I was studying in the sauna, like in the sauna. My friend was like throwing water on the coals. I was like, stop it. I can't see anything. And oh, that's just like, college or high school. This is college. And Fuck. looking back, like I could have died. Yeah. Like that was the dumbest and most unhealthy thing you could possibly do. Like I remember taking like caffeine pills that like all throughout the day, mm-hmm. just to keep myself going. I was like, I can't imagine. Like you can't think back, but what was my heart doing? Yeah. At that, no water, no food probably 1200 milligrams of caffeine through the day <laughs> jeez how'd you do man. with the meat uh i i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> if i had to guess horrible yeah <laughs> i mean dude like 23 pounds so like 23 pounds did you do the what is it water loading or well no we didn't know about that then oh okay like, i would have loved to know about that so that's like a newer thing well yeah like for mma i did water loading and like that was awesome. Would like, you fight out at uh, what weight class? 170. 170. Mm-hmm. That's a huge difference from 134 yeah. to 170. Hell, I graduated. I In my last year of high school, I think I wrestled 103. Yeah, 103 pounds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, dude. You've always been massive, so it's hard to think about <laughs> you being small. I was the latest bloomer. Like, I didn't get good at any sport until I was a junior in high school. I was horrible. I was well. That's not true. I was always good at wrestling, but I wasn't good at baseball or football until like a junior in high school. Hmm. So, what was the switch? I don't know. It it's had to be mental. It had to be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it had to be mental. Yeah, you know, like I think I was just super like immature and just not caught up like to most kids mentally. That on the and I think ADD had a lot to do with that as well. Mm. Like. Because I just didn't care to practice. I could not. I could not hold my attention to practice. Like, I'd be in baseball practice out picking dandelions, and, like, the ball would roll by me. I was like, what is that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, do you think it may have been ADD or just you just weren't passionate about it? it, I mean, it could have been both, you know, because I really, I mean, I'd love, like, I look at high school kids sometimes and you can see like real passionate ones. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that are going on D one scholarships. Yeah. And you're like, how does that kid do that? Yeah. Because like, is there anything in your life that you're as passionate about as Elon Musk is about like what he does? Yeah. It's just no, not many people have that. Well, he's also on the spectrum too, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> For real? Yeah, I think that might have something to do with why he's so like focused on certain things. Uh-huh. Well, the Twitter deal fell apart, right? Because he released like Twitter numbers that are like shows uh, it, like something. It's not hundred percent dead, is it? Well, something that's saying I think he's saying something about there's so many bots or whatever. But I mean, that's every single app, man. I mean, even like Facebook, people log off Facebook, but they still keep the count of that person on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like when you when you deactivate your, I know this for a fact, is that uh, I had to deactivate my Facebook for once, a couple of times. When you deactivate your Facebook, you it gives you like when you click in, you have to go through a bunch of steps, and then when you finally push deactivate account, it's like a couple pop ups. Are you sure? It's not even delete; <laughs> it's deactivate. Yeah, it's still- you, I don't think you can physically delete your Facebook. 
no. from the internet. And they need those numbers. Have either of you ever been in Facebook jail? We're, I was having this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've had where I couldn't post. Okay. So I could see, but like every time I would try, oh, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. I couldn't go live. Okay. That's what it was. And I never went live before. I had posted, <laughs> like, okay. I posted something they thought it was like suicidal. So I guess they thought maybe I'm going to go on Facebook Live and kill myself or somebody else. So <laughs> it wasn't even for me. It was for them. Uh, you know, like a PR move for them. So, but that was, yeah, I had that happen. But I could still post. Oh. What is the jail as far as what you're talking well, about? Well, no, I've never been in Facebook oh, okay. jail, but I have like three of my friends on my friends left that are constantly, they're like, hey, I'm out of Facebook jail. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll like, I won't see somebody post for a long time uh, and then they'll come back and I'm out finally. Yeah. And, you know, you see them like, <laughs> damn, the one that's where you've been because, you know, these people post a yeah, lot sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, like now, yeah. I definitely get a lot of strikes for stuff I post, especially like stuff in the past. Like I'll get stuff from like 2014 that'll come up now and be like, "Ah, oh, we flagged you because of nudity." And oh it's not my even god! Nudity. But it's not stuff you say; it's just crazy crap. Yeah, you it's post. just like a meme. Yeah. yeah, these are this is stuff that they say. Yeah, I'm like, just oh, don't yeah, yeah. say it. Yeah, I've never been that. Well, like it's like on my stuff, it, it'll well, I'll try to call like someone like a dumbass or something. It won't let me type out the word. Like it, it stops you from because it's like Tony told us earlier that's a considered bullying or something like that. Okay, like it won't let you do the. It won't let you send it anymore. At least they've edited mine like that. You're on the watch list. <laughs> I guess so, man. Like, Yeah, Facebook is weird. But like I said, going back to, because even on, if you think about Instagram, how many times have you post something? It's like, share it with go-go records or whatever. You know, that's a bot. <laughs> so it's the same thing with Twitter. I mean, they have bots. So no matter what I post on the podcast, if I put any kind of hashtag with it, I get those share with this, you know, share mm. with this, share with this. And sometimes when I post them, it's nothing but bot comments, like hundred, like, like 10 of them, you know, like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting excited over here. thinking someone's commenting on my picture. Like, like oh, oh, yeah. I, got, I got love. <laughs> yeah. I got computer love. <laughs> so Top Gun, uh, you going to go see it? No, I'm going to rent it. We're going to watch it in the house. Don't you think that's the movie you have to go watch though in the theater to get the full experience with the, like the Dolby surround and all that? I stuff? just got a brand new sound system, so of course you did, Rick. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. No, but I'm really pumped about seeing it. Like I was supposed uh, to see it today, but we ended up going to Costco instead, and then I got a bunch of shit for free from Costco. So, well, that's a good trade off. Yeah, I mean, you know, can't <laughs> complain. Did Tony get any of this free stuff too? Is yeah, it for the house. It is. There you go. Paper towels. Oh, we already had paper towels. <laughs> well, now we have two things of big paper towels to use. <laughs> but no, uh, I want to go watch it in the movie theater. That's the, some movies that I want to watch in the movie theater. Like, um, what's the movie's name that's about to come out? Oh, the the Peaky Blinders movie. So after when season six, after season There's six. a movie coming out? Yeah. So when is the next season coming out? So Why would you need to see that in the theater? Because it's going to be really good. And I just want to watch that in the theater. Like, so season six has already been out in Britain. And, okay, it's uh, not here. So now in America, I mean, you could have watched it on like one of those streams, the sites and stuff. Yeah, I'm doing that. Nah, but like it's getting released on Netflix June, like the first week of June, like June 4th or something like that. How crazy was that series? Oh, dude, it's really fucking Did good. you watch it, Tony? Mm, I tried. Oh. I watched like a, a little bit of the first episode a long and now? time ago. And I was just like, no. Nah. So I rewatched the entire thing just to get all the way caught back up so I could remember everything. That's dedication. Because, you know, it's been, it's been what, uh, two years or so since yep. the last season ended with that cliffhanger where the, where the guy found out they were going to kill, the, kill him on stage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, that, and that, and I looked at that. Spoiler when, alert. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, <laughs> you're fucked. I just want to see how it ends, because this is the last season, right? Uh-huh. Season six? Or is, it, is it two parts or just one part? 
I don't know. I just been waiting for it to come out. And it's like, yeah, that, that was a, that was a very surprising series. Like I know the first season was, you know, they're yeah. always a little tough, but man, it really took off. Maybe they got like new writers and stuff when they, uh, thought this might do something like, hey, you know what? Let's pay some more money and get some better people. It's usually what happens with a lot of the series. They because, upgrade the employees. Because <laughs> I remember the night I didn't go out in Austin, Bishop and I were watching it and I actually fell asleep watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of going out with the, everybody to Austin, Bishop goes, I'm just going to watch TV. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to watch TV with you. And he's like, okay. And then <laughs> he, was, so he put the show on uh-huh. and I watched uh, Thomas Shelby with this horse coming down yeah. like you know, the, one of the alleys. I was like, oh, that seems pretty cool. And I was out in like seven <laughs> seconds. He probably couldn't have watched it because you were snoring this loud as fuck back then, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, because I, I really thought he was going to say like Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. I didn't think he was going to say fucking Peaky Blinders he wants to go see in the movie. <laughs> Jurassic Park's going to be another one that I want to watch in the but theater. But why would you, Peaky Blinders, why do you need to see that in the theater? Because it's going to be like the finale. Like, it's the movie. But you just talked about like the sound. It's not going to be like a big soundtrack or hey, man, bass. Or I want to watch it in the movie theater. Anytime you're out of my hair, I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Give them 20 bucks for popcorn and candy <laughs> and some games after. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be really good. Jurassic Park's going to be good. Um, Why do they keep coming out with Jurassic Parks? Because Chris Pratt is on fire right now. Is that his name? Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, but I know. But it's like, okay, don't make any more dinosaurs. This happens. And they're yeah. like, well, let's try again. Well, I'm just curious. Well, because they get, the last one, they got released into the city. Because remember, they and the, did y'all watch the last one? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in the, at the very end, the lady, I think it was the lady or the daughter, released the, open the hatch. And they all start going out into the town. Oh, yeah. So they're probably fucking up. A, I mean, okay. in reality, if dinosaurs were around, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. We can't fend ourselves off from those. I'm, I think things. we could kill them with our weapons. I'm talking about like back in the very day before guns and stuff. Yeah. Were around, no, you, we would not exist. Yeah. If, if they if we occupied the earth early man and like prime dinosaur, it would have been OV. Yeah. I mean, the only reason we're around is because of guns pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, that thing right there is literally a dinosaur. Yeah. Imagine trying to fuck that thing up. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You need a weapon. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. We probably would get killed by all the dinosaurs. No, I'm not right. I'm probably right. We would not exist. Yeah. But we did kill woolly mammoths with spears. <laughs> That's true. Those are pretty uh, non-aggressive, though. Do you don't think we could have, like, trapped, like, a T-Rex or something? You think you're going to domesticate a T-Rex? <laughs> no, like trap it and like, you know, like dig a hole and like lure it towards you. And just before you fall into the hole, you jump to the side and then the T-Rex goes into the hole. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean I'm band. sure they're not the brightest animals. I mean, but I just think that uh, people, as far as like, we're so fragile, you know, or we're, we're literally a, ma- a, a sack of meat. Yeah. A uh, 20 mile an hour car wreck will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at like... Uh, like a raccoon or something, like if you hit, sometimes they'll survive. Yeah. You know, but like you said, if we get hit by a car, you know, it's a good chance you're not going to make it. That Ugh. is true. Or deer. Deers will fuck a car up, Oh, man. Jesus, man. And then just hop back up. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't, we can't stand a chance. Yeah. Like I almost saw a deer get hit out there in Arlington the other day, um, a couple, like maybe two weeks ago. We were driving down 70 and these deers, I was like four cars back. And the deers were just zooming through, like, onto 70, like, onto the other side. And do this car, like, just slammed its brakes. I swear to God, if I was playing on my phone, 
we, I would have hit like four of those cars, <laughs> like, and they probably died myself because you know I'm, we, we go about sixty five on seventy in the mornings, Ugh. like. But I'm just thinking that would have fucked that car up, and that person probably would have been fucked up too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's been tons of times where they hit a deer, its legs. And then the deer's horns have impaled the driver and killed them. Fuck. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they definitely do damage. What do you think about what happened to those kids? Oh, my God. I loved it. I mean, no, no. Kind of, like, what kind of question? So, no, 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 no. That's a weird way no, to pose no. a question. Okay, okay. Man. So, have you, have, you been, have you followed anything from about this? I have, and I looked at it. And, like, man, it's just like... W- like so many different things went wrong, but mm-hmm. so many different things you don't understand. Like people on the outside are like, they should have rushed right away. And you know, that seems like the normal thing to do, but I was reading like the account of it. So he crashed his car into a ditch, jumped out and there was two people like 40 yards away, and he shot at them and they ran and hid. Then he got into, he, there was a security officer for the school there and I don't know if they exchanged gunfire, but they had like some type of confrontation. And then he went in the school through an unlocked door and then barricaded himself in one room. And that's why they didn't rush in because he was barricaded in a room with like steel doors. Yeah. But like, so, you know, cause they had locked the school down mm-hmm. and then they forgot to lock that one door. That's how he got in. But. Oh, so they had it locked down. Yeah. They, oh, Jesus, they and then man. kids were sending the kids were sending messages for help from their phones, you uh-huh. know, like to 911 and stuff. And then the commander of the police department that made the decision to uh-huh. hold the cops off, you know, he now says that he made the wrong decision. Obvious, I mean, do you think, like, you knew all these things were happening. Why the fuck did you not just send your people in there? That's what they trained for. Yeah, I mean, as a enforcement officer, you... I guess understand there's a chance you could get killed at any moment. That's why you do the job. I saw somebody post something and they were like, can I go patrol the schools on my off time or something like that? And I think everybody thinks they can do something until you're in that situation. Oh yeah. There's a lot of flight or fight. Like there's a (laughs) lot of people that think they're, they get uh, what they call like bystander syndrome Mm -hmm. where you'll see something happening and in your mind, you're like, yeah, I can do that. But then when you're in the situation, you're like, you're just paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, there's combat vets that train for thousands of hours to do those jobs. And they still get, you yeah. know, they're like, oh, my God, when shit went down, I couldn't do anything. You know, you, me, yeah. we may not be able to do something in that situation as well. It's, yeah, I mean, because your body is designed to live. You know, and then you, to see something dangerous happening, it's, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's easier said than done. Like I said, everybody can speculate until you're in that situation. You don't know. And it's unfortunate that that happened to those kids and to those those adults. Two but, teachers. You know, like I said, it's easier to be a Monday morning quarterback than to actually be in the situation. Well, well yeah, so many people are selfless enough that they'll just jump right in. Yeah. You know, they're I mean. Everyone is inherently selfish. So to do that is just takes a special person. And I don't, I don't know what they should do. You know, I mean, I would definitely, you know, throw more money at security. I mean, we just gave Ukraine 40 billion. Yeah. You know, we could definitely use that. You know, 
I think somebody did the math on the school. I've seen that. It's like yeah. $400,000 a year per school. It's a, uh, that's a lot of money. No, it's like, <laughs> and also I don't, I don't think the answer is, um, arming teachers yeah, no, unless no. they have like extensive training because you think it's like some third grade old th- th- third grade teacher, right. Mm-hmm. Who has a pistol all of a sudden, like Tony just said, and you just said, I think, do you think you're going to pull the trigger? If someone comes through that door, mm-hmm. you might freeze, right. Even if yeah. you have the gun. Well, I've heard like even I used to date a girl and she would train. She uh, was a shooting instructor at a range master. And she would say the cops would come up there, and some of the cops were horrible, horrible shots. So mm-hmm. just imagine a teacher, what yeah. they're going to be like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. There's, I don't, you obviously have to be mentally ill to want to hurt people. Yeah. And know. it's just, you, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you just want to, you just wanted that guy to survive, kind of, so he can answer for what he did mm-hmm. and then also just pay for it every day of his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he got off easy you know, getting shot and killed, but it's just, yeah, you're like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I can't kill a bug. Yeah. Honestly, I can't kill a spider. I, I cannot kill anything. I've never killed an animal my whole life. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, it really is true. Like they say, hurt people, hurt people. And like I said, there's no excuse for what he did, but it's like, what was leading up to like, is he just a bad, a bad egg or did, you know, something happened to him? Like, was he abused or, I don't know. It's like even that kid that did the thing at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I saw that video. It was on Twitter. And that's like hard to watch, man. Like it's like some uh, Call of Duty type shit. So you saw before they took it down. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's graphic as fuck, man. But like, I don't know. I, to do that type of shit to somebody, there's something really, really wrong with you. It was a POV video, right? Yep. He was yeah. Like, he's a live streaming. Like a body cam. Damn. But like, you remember when the guy... Uh, Jumped off the bridge. I'm in the, the overpass here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people were sending me this shit on my, on my Instagram. I was like, I'm not watching this. Instead of helping, weren't people recording? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not going to watch this shit. No. I was like, please stop sending me this. I'm not watching. I, mm-hmm. I copied and paste every, me- the same message to everybody. I keep on yeah. sending. So I was like, dude, <laughs> this is fucking not what I want to watch. Uh-huh. Like send me some like big titty girl. So I don't, I, I don't want to see this kind of stuff, man. Like there's a reason that guy's up there about to kill himself, you know? Yeah. And instead of fucking, you know, but, but I think people love carnage, man. I mean, people love fighting. They love watching, looking at a car crash. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just in our DNA. I don't know, but there's something about like heinous things that we're drawn to. Yeah. Maybe we need to stop like, sharing the videos and stuff like that and then you know because now glorifying it yeah now this guy's name is gonna be forever in history right see i don't know do people do they really think that though but you don't know what they think because they are effed up like he's like you're saying like he's gonna think he's gonna live forever now because he did this to these kids and well he will he literally will people will know who he is forever just not for the right reasons yeah but i mean that's people have been doing that for so long like you know they do it there's a video, you know, what, like four years ago, there all those like Chinese people and Japanese people were beating dogs, like killing them, slamming mm. them on the ground. Oh, yeah. Those got shared. And I was like, that's what they want. They want you to share it and be mad. You well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it'll keep on spawning more because, hey, he got he got 50 million, whatever. I'm going to get what it's about. I want to get 100 million now or 200 million views, uh-huh. whatever it is, you know. But like when the guy that killed all the kids, um, he was talking to a girl, I think overseas in Great Britain. He's like, "Oh, I just shot my grandma in the head. I'm fixing to go shoot a school up now." Oh my god! A kid, uh, elementary school. Be right back. 
And I think she's, she sent that to authorities as soon as he sent it to her. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, luckily there's not many of those people. Yeah. You know, like I said, it is bad what happened, obviously, but the majority of us are good. Oh yeah, of course. You know, but I, I don't know if the stat was right, but 212 mass shootings so far this year. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, they found a gun. And then one, remember one happened here. The one happened at the Kroger and Collierville. Yeah, well, two. So you got the Kroger and Collierville and then South Haven. And oh, both that are, Walmart. Yeah, yeah both of them I, were, I work with a lady. That was her what, Her nephew got killed. Yeah, that wasn't, was that a mass shooting? I think two. Yeah, I, yeah I guess a couple so. of people, yeah. Yeah. That's just insane, man. Like, you know, they found, so the very next day, I follow this page on Instagram called Rap. And mm-hmm. they share, they you know, they don't share like the pictures or the videos and stuff, but they share like the story. Mm-hmm. Gun found at whatever high, elementary school. A kid had a gun, a handgun, a second grader, what handgun the in hell? his in his desk. That's this is my this daughter's is, age. This is the very next day. <laughs> was he using it for protection, or was he going to try to attack? So it? the the there was no bullets in the gun. Okay, but the magazine that was next to the gun was loaded. Mm-hmm. So one second away from being loaded. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And when this, when obviously the parents didn't lock the gun because no, the kid's not going to go to the, on the black market and buy a gun at whatever year yeah, old, that right? Was, that was parents, right? So, there. like, you know, lock the guns up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. At what point, like, it would be interesting to know, like, what was the final straw that causes these people? You know, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what... Whenever I see like a homeless person, I always think, what is that final moment that caused them to go this way instead of this way? Mm, like yeah. there has to be like, I mean, there's a ton of things building up, but there's just a final one thing in your mind that's like, okay, drugs, that's going to be okay. I'm taking action on this heinous thing I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I went to lunch some earlier and I asked them, I said, uh, which is worse, killing somebody or thinking about killing somebody? And I think killing somebody, obviously, you're actually doing the act. But like like you said, what is that snapping point that you go a step further than just thinking about doing something? Because I'm sure we've all been upset and be like, I want to kill you. But, you, <laughs> didn't, you know, you didn't do it. But it's just like, I don't know if it's the mental. I, I really think it is a lot of mental illness, man. Like, especially with men, because guys are so afraid to talk about their feelings and what's going on. And that's why a lot of guys kill themselves, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, that uh, the Lafayette chef. Yeah, you know, that that whole thing. Dude. It's like, you know, when I drive, I'm courteous, very courteous. But I drive a big ass truck. So if you're an asshole, you know, go do it, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't get in road. Ra- I don't do road rage, but I do piss a lot of people off that they road rage. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but I, I don't think I could ever be mad enough where I'm going to reach out and grab my gun out. Yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm always prepared for somebody to do it to me, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where people just go red, man. Because, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have killed people, and they're probably like, what the fuck did I just do? And there's no there's no coming back. Yeah. You're going to get caught. Yeah. And then you're either, if you get off, you probably spent all your money and all the money you're ever going to make on lawyers mm-hmm. or restitution for it, or you're going to be in prison for a long time. Like, that's the end. Yeah. The, my life's great. I love, you know, talking to friends and doing all this and being free and going wherever I'm hell. No, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Cause like, I even think about suicide. Like I wonder when people kill themselves, are they thinking, fuck, 
You know, what am I doing? Because I've heard when people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, there's a guy that survived. I think his name's Kevin something. Okay. Excuse me. He was on Logan Paul's podcast. And he jumped off. And when he was jumping over, because most people die. Yeah. Uh, he survived, obviously, because he was on the podcast. But <laughs> when he hit the wa- before he hit the water, he's like, fuck, why did I do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I wonder how many people have that, like, thought. But it's like, it's like it just takes one person to be like, hey, do you know how many people have been rock bottom and now are here? Yeah. Like, there is nothing in the world except for killing somebody else that you can't come back from, honestly. Mm-hmm. there There's nothing. You could literally... You could lose all your money today and be a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And if you fucking work hard and you're smart enough, in like five years you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If that's what you want, money. Yeah, you know? it's like we had when we had Mike on the show on Friday's episode. You know, he said that he had pill a pill bottle by his bed, mm-hmm. but he started thinking about what he was going to leave behind. He's going to leave his dogs behind, his mm-hmm. mom behind. You know, and he couldn't do it because his mom and his dogs. Yeah, suicide so, is selfish. And he just selfish. he just said that you know he he's glad that he's out of that mindset now and he's just a better person that you know he's thankful that he didn't do it you know i used to think that too though rick that Mm -hmm. it was selfish but then like i said i don't think anybody in the right mind would want to harm themselves because like i said i mean we're breathing and living without thinking about it yeah so like our bodies are designed to to thrive and to get to that mental place where you think there's no hope, like I think it's it's a short term solution to their problem. And the, the problem in what it is, is the living us is what has to deal with it. The mm-hmm. after effects. Yeah. You know, because like the whole thing with death is like when you go to a funeral, you're not going for the person, you're going for the family. Yeah. And it's the same thing like when somebody like kills themselves, it's like they ended their hurt, but it causes hurt for us. And that's why we like sometimes think because like I said, I, I felt that same way because I had a buddy that. He was like my Raul back in the day. It's my buddy Jim. And like I said, later on, he, he ended up blowing his head off. And, you know, I was like, fuck you, man. Like, you mm-hmm. know, angry about it. And then I saw him, my ayahuasca experience, actually. But prior to that, I, I just by like, you know listening to stuff and watching people that talked about it, I realized that it's got to be something more than just them wanting a way out. You yeah. Know, it's like something mentally wrong with them. Well, y- yes and no, because there are so many people that aren't mentally unstable that have killed themselves. But it's like, you know, there I've, I've talked to people before also like, you know, with, uh, you know, people like the guy with the pill bottle here. Yeah. Uh, and one person there, they're wanting to do it. And then one person called them like right before it mm-hmm. and then didn't even know they were doing it. And then, you know, made them feel better. And yeah. then it's, it's over. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, Oh, that was stupid. But like, wow, like I think you have to (laughs) I think you have to want to seek help. Like you have to want to get out of that dark spot, because like I said, I think a lot of people like to like self wallow and they don't want to to ask for help or to to deal with it. And then that's Mm -hmm. when they end up, you know, actually doing it or what have you. But I don't know, man, it's just I don't know. It's it's a it's a tricky situation because I've never been I've never been depressed. Um so I don't know what it feels like to be to that point where yeah. I just think that I, I don't want to be around anymore. That's crazy because like two prominent women, young, mm-hmm. just killed themselves in the last month. The one girl that was the the meme, she did that crazy smile. Oh, really? She yeah. killed herself? Yeah. So she's a beauty queen, too. And she just killed herself two weeks ago. And then was it Stanford's goalie? 
soccer goalie? I saw that. Oh, I didn't know anything about that either. Oh, yeah. Stanford, all-American, beautiful girl. Yeah. 19. Damn. You you look at her, like, you know, they were sharing pictures of her from, like, her Instagram and stuff like that on different stories. Mm-hmm. You you never knew she was about to do this. Like, you could you didn't see it. Like, well, is, didn't the Judd mom kill herself, too? Yeah. Yeah. Who? The Naomi, Naomi Judge. Judd or whatever, why no, one of the Uh-oh. Judds. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard it was like a self-inflicted gunshot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like, that's that whole thing. Like, you can look at somebody, you never know what somebody's going through. That's why they say be kind to everybody. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, you may say something that you don't think anything of it, and it may trigger that person to, you know, like, oh, go kill yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'll like, okay, I'll go do it. Oh, crazy. I don't know, man. It's just... The brain's a tricky thing, man. It's it's a thing that should be telling you're okay, but it's telling you're fucked up. You know? So. One of our friends that we all know, I'll tell you the name after we get off uh-huh. here. Um, one day I just text him out of the blue to say, hey, what's up? Just bullshitting with him, right? And um, I was like, oh, man, not much. You know, good to hear from you, blah, blah. What are you up to? And I was, you know, bullshit conversation, you know, for like five, ten minutes on Twitter yep, yep. text. And um, later on when I saw him like two months ago, he's like, I'm, I'm so glad I heard from you. I didn't use because I heard from you. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, man, I was just bullshitting. Like, you know, I didn't even think I was doing that. Uh, He's yeah, like, no, yeah. I just, you know, I, just, I was in a spot and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have yeah, any yeah. talk to you. And I was like, damn, okay. And it's crazy. Like these people don't understand that they could call anybody up mm-hmm. and just start talking, you know? And it's like my, I'm, you know, I'm crazy about phone calls. Like, I could be a 1-800 number from China. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'll answer any number that comes up on my phone. It's a spam call. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> Even when we say spam risk. Yep. Spam risk. I answer every well, time. Sometimes when I get phone calls from different parts of the city, like usually in Arlington or Lakeland, uh-huh. Even though it's like my like I have the number saved, it still shows spam risk for some reason, and um, maybe it's just my old iPhone Seven Plus. But mm-hmm. um, so one day I didn't answer. I don't ever answer those, right? And he left me a message. So when then when he leaves the message, it shows the name of the person called. I was like, "Why is your phone? Are you like recording the conversation or something? Fucking weirdo! Like, what's going on?" He's like, "No, I just called you like three times and you won't answer." I was like, "Dude, I'm not. I don't answer spam. What's up?" And he's like. <laughs> He's like spam. Yeah, he was like my beer. It's not here. I was like, oh shit, who is this? I look at the the, vo- uh, the caller ID uh-huh. like on the voicemail. I, was uh, like, I get shit. You. Okay. Have you guys had it where you get your number spoofed? I don't even. So know like that is. your number will call somebody that you didn't call, and then they'll leave you a voicemail like, "Hey, don't call me. What the fuck are you doing?" And that happened to Molly that. twice. Yeah, because like somebody has then? called me. Somebody's called me, and they're like, "Hey, stop calling me." I'm like, "I didn't call you," and but my number will be on their phone. So somehow they're using my number, like mm-hmm. smooth calling people. Yeah. So you could, you could get in trouble for this because they use your number. Like if they do I mean, something they're probably overseas, so they're never going to find out who it is. Oh, okay. So like, it, does it work with text messages? I'm pretty sure it does. You can I mean, say some fucked you know, like up you, shit and you, then you get blamed for it. But obviously you could prove it. You didn't send it because of the records. Molly gets hit with all that stuff. She got, <laughs> she gets, have you guys got this one? She is, a, she'll get on a, it'll be a number from overseas that says it sends a text message thread out via email. 
and it's like a thousand people on yeah, it. Yeah, I've had that. And so Molly will get like 200 texts. <laughs> people will be stop, stop. And it doesn't stop because yeah. it's a, a email to text. <laughs> and she's like, it'll be like, and she's like, the and you can't is, delete it. The best is when I'm at work and we'll get somebody will accidentally email somebody and everybody's like, stop replying. All. Like, bitch, you're making it worse. <laughs> like, um, don't reply. The, oh, so I get these like, you know, do you know they're from overseas? Sorry. You know they're from overseas because, like, it'd be like for sex, you know, Texas number, it'd be like 30 people in it. Mm-hmm. And people are like, please stop texting me this filth. Please stop texting. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, stop texting the people. God. they're. <laughs> and then you're texting. So, what's that number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, so uh, we're going to go party. Are you really in Memphis? <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. So, Tell us how you started Amplified Meal Prep. Oh, man. You know, we kind of ended the uh, Ultimate Foods and then uh, jumped in. I did not want to do anything in food. I did not. And then uh, Jeremy and Matthew were like, hey, we want you to make food. And, like, I told them no for, like, months. Like be their chef. Like yeah, they wanted me to come. Stuff? They wanted me to come to their house on like Sunday and cook their food for the whole week. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. So finally, they they did. And then like the very next week, they're like, hey, we got two more friends. We want you to cook for. I'm like, bro, no, you know. And then it was Dimple and Jet. Then oh, okay. And then uh, then after that, it was like two more, two more, two more. And then you know, after about two months, we outgrew their house, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah, but uh. So then that's how it got rolling. So how'd you come up with the name? Man, how did I do that? Oh yeah. I was like looking at all this stuff. Like I was looking at Titan meals and all this kind of stuff. I was thinking of something catch catchy. And then I was like, well, I want to do like an acronym or initialism. Like, no, it's an acronym. And, uh, do you know the difference? Acronym and initialism. Acronym is like when it's you take a, a bunch of like words and make it into like 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 amp amplified meal prep. Do you know what the difference is? I've never heard of the other one before. Okay, so, what is the other one? So initialism and amplified. So FBI. Mm-hmm. That's an initialism. Oh, okay, because okay. it has the periods. No, if you could say it and it pronounces as a word, that's an acronym. So AMP, Amplified Meal Prep, that's an acronym. PETA, PETA is an acronym. But if you had to go P-E-T-A, uh-huh. that would be an initialism. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, people get it wrong all the time. Fubba. <laughs> oh, man, I mix FBI, Fubba. Yeah, that's an initialism. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I learned something. But so I wanted something that had like a, that you could say it and then had the initials too. So I just kind of come up with it one day and I was like, well, that's what it is. How long have you been around for now? Five years. Oh shit. Really? Five years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's, it's going well. So, you know, we have about 28 employees. Uh, and yeah, it's nuts, man. I like never thought I'd be back. <laughs> yeah. You are in the thick of it. Yeah. When you were growing up, did you ever think you'd be having people work for you? No, never. You know, it's like when I was a little kid, I was like, I was scared to death. I was going to go to prison. Really? Like every day I'd be like my, well, okay. So my dad was a prison guard. Okay. So I was around it every day. Yeah. So that was like, 
I remember like quicksand and going to prison were my two biggest fears <laughs> when I was a little kid. You know, because we played that game yeah. and there was always quicksand in the game. Alligators and quicksand. I got you. And so those were my two biggest fears and literally not even close to either of those. What well, is it like managing people? Uh, well, you know what? Like I was looking back the other day and like how bad I was in the beginning, mm-hmm. like coming out of college you know, because as soon as I came out of college, I was a manager, you know, yeah. I, you know, my first day out of college, I had 20 people under me, which oh, was horrible, you know, because it's a lot of personalities. Well, yeah. And you don't know how to manage them. Yeah. Like you have no idea. And they're like, God, that guy's an asshole. He does not know how to talk. And you don't, you don't know how to talk to people. No 22 year old can talk to a 35 year old and relate. Yeah. You just, you don't have the mental capacity for it. But now, like, I think I'm pretty damn good at it, you know, because you treat each person differently, but the same, you know. So you have to have a lot of empathy. Oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, you know, I definitely feel for all of my employees. Like, if something's going on, I try to help them out as much as possible. Uh, and we create such a strong family vibe in our, like, work. Like before COVID started, we had 20 employees. Now mm-hmm. we have like 28. Not, I haven't lost employee in like three years. And oh, really they're good. all, well, they're all part time. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they love working for us because we, we have such a good time. And like, you ever work in a restaurant? I know. Okay. So, like a restaurant mentality, if it takes three people to do this job, they schedule two to do it. Mm. You know, it takes six people to run a line. We run with four and everybody works their ass off. It's hard work and no one has fun. Yeah. I'm the 100% opposite. If it takes five people to do it, I put eight on it. I got you. And I was like, you guys talk, have fun. You know, I want everybody to jump in to help everybody. I don't want any one person to have to do something because that's when a task becomes so daunting. You know, I think we learned a lot during the pandemic about how companies run shit because mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing the opposite of what you're doing. They want to overwork people and underpay them, too. So it's like, oh, we can do it le- with less people. We're going to do that. Yeah. Well, and, and they kind of had to You get drained, man. It's just like, fuck you. Well, these these companies found out that they had no choice at one point. I remember we went to IHOP to eat off of Germantown Parkway. They had one lady working. Wow. She had every table and I was helping her bust tables. You know, I felt so bad and like everybody there was so understanding, but I've been to places where they're not so understanding, Mm. you know? And it's like, well, people like screw it. I'm getting government money now. I'm getting help and I don't need to work 40 hours and go home and be like, fuck, that was so hard. Yeah. You know, that brings up another thing. Like all these restaurants and like, burger joints and whatever restaurants mm. that are opening up currently and you know they're being built right now and they're fixing to open where the fuck are they gonna get the workers <laughs> that's one thing i just don't understand are these people not understanding that everybody even well-established restaurants are mm. having a hard time getting good employees the thing that they have going for them is they're the new kid in town and that is everything shiny new that helps out so Everybody's like, oh, Whataburger's coming. I want to work there, mm. you know? And then when they get there and after three months, they're like, oh, fuck, this is sucks just like my other job. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that newness, you know, everybody wants the the new thing and they kind of roll with that. But once you get there, it's 
the same old thing. Well, you know, Mike Miller's Let It Fly, they're opening two locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when they're going to be ready, but one's going to be in Lake District in Lakeland. Okay. And then um, one is going to be in South Haven somewhere. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, I'm just in my head, I'm like, I keep on hearing all these things, you know, I'm like, who's going to work there? Because, yeah. like, the one in, you know, the one they currently have, they keep on rotating through people. They short staff. Yeah. The kitchen's overworked. Well, yeah, that's, that's surprising because, like, I think me and Molly went out to uh, dinner three weeks ago. We went to six restaurants and we just walked out. Uh, and I, I could go through all of them right now. We went into, we first started at Outback. This is on Germantown Parkway. Outback. Two servers working. Half the restaurant was closed. And they had a 30-minute wait. Damn, man. That sucks. <laughs> went to Chili's. Even worse. They only had the bar area open. And this is two months ago. Like, after all the restrictions are done, people yeah. are starting to do, you know, uh, they had one server working only in the bar area and the bartender in, like, 15 people waiting. And she's like, I don't even know how long. I was like, no. Went to Kooky Canuck. They were closed. Saturday night. Damn. <laughs> yeah, just so so crazy. And you're like, this is Nuts. Yeah. Well, me and my, me and Patricia went to go eat at um, on the border on Drummond Parkway. Oh yeah, on the border so, was one of so worse. We went there. <laughs> like it's not the people's fault that uh, worked there. Yeah. You know, like we went there. The lady goes, "Uh, give me give me five minutes. I'll be right back." I was like, "All right, cool." She, she was literally this one lady that you know said hey to us. She was so they only thing open was the middle and the bar. She was working the whole entire this half floor by herself. There was a bartender working this thing, like the bar tops and the mm-hmm. seats, all that. And I never saw anybody else. And she comes back to us like 10 minutes later. He goes, I'm not really sure how long it's going to be. Like you kind of said, like, uh-huh. you know, but you're more than welcome to wait if you'd like. But I, I just don't know how long. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that's cool. And we're like, we said, okay, we wait. Like, and then we're like, let's just go. I can't remember where we ended up going. And we aren't there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, we didn't have to wait very long and stuff like that. But yeah. it's it, it's insane that these places is taking a beating, but all these new places that are popping up everywhere. Are people still getting money? I don't know. I think they I, I have no idea. I think there's a child care the child money. Like the, yeah, I know at one time, but I don't know if they're still doing that because I mean, we're pretty much back to normal as far as like not wearing a mask and yeah. like restrictions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know why that would still be a thing. <clears throat> I, I don't think they're still getting money. Uh but I, I, I think people also don't care. You know, it's like I, I, I do know some people that all they want to do is get enough money to live and they're happy. Yeah. You know, it's this. I think there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're not bitching, you know, as long as you're not bitching about your situation. This is the thing I feel, too, about like this whole like uh, great exodus or great resignation or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. I think a lot of people are maybe finding other alternatives to make money or they don't want to work for people didn't appreciate them before. Well, my other business, that is exactly what's happening. You know, when we started Memphis kitchen Mm co-op, we, one of the things that we want to get out there is, Hey, if you have like a food skill Mm -hmm. and you don't want to work for anybody else, work for yourself. And this is how you do it. And, now we're we're in our biggest month ever. We have sixty two tenants. Damn. So did you do how like big a, is your building? 
6,500 square feet. Jesus Christ, man. Did you guys, did you do like a, like a mentorship? Like you helped them like how to set their business plan up and all, like, you know, no, like how to get money no, no, we don't. I mean, we, we, if they need help with anything, we help them. Like okay. I get, I get, you don't really need a business plan. And that's why I tell a lot of people, honestly, sit down, start making food. People buy it. Mm. There we go. Just do. I've you eaten, just do. I've yeah. eaten a lot of the things that I can eat from you guys, mm-hmm. you know, like your different people. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. You I, know, bought, I bought one of those vegan things the other day. Yeah. She's really good. So people, so many people get hung up on the, like the little things mm-hmm. and you, you don't like you, I don't, I don't do mentors. I, I think everybody that that's like a, you know, these big, you know, gurus, I think they're all full of shit, you know, cause you don't need it. It's like, all you need to do is take your idea and do it. And that's it. Do you think a lot of people don't start because they're first their internal bitch or external forces think that they're going to judge them? Yeah. But also I think so many people are afraid of failure. Yeah. You know, I think that is the number one reason where people don't start. And like, that's where our business helps people also, because like you don't have a financial commitment. So like, so how does your business model work? All right. So let's say you have an aunt Sally, right? Okay. And Every Thanksgiving, you go and you're like, Aunt Sally, you make the most amazing peanut butter and pie in the world. You should sell this. So she's like, oh, my God, you're right. So she goes out and she looks at a bakery to rent. It's like $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. She looks at an oven. It's $10,000. She looks at a stove. It's 2500 She looks at smallware. It's another 1000 She looks at insurance. It's $800. She looks at electrical or like MLGW. It's a $1,500 a month. Pretty soon, Aunt Sally's in it for you know $15,000, $20,000. She hasn't sold a pie yet. Yeah. That's when people quit mm. right there. Yeah. They're like, there's no way I could do this because who has an extra 20 grand to start a business that may not work. Yeah. That's where we come in. I have everything, everything. All you need to do is show up, make it. You can, I sell it for you. You can sell it too. We have a oh, store where we okay. sell everything. All you need to do is, you know, average rent with us is like 700 bucks a month. So are you kind of like what salons do where they rent booth space? Basically, yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. But then then you also distribute it too, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a store where we sell all of their stuff for them. And it's always usually fully stocked. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they could do pop-ups, and that's where a lot of these people have, like, built a business. Like, the vegan goddess, she came in, and we have so many success stories. It's crazy. Like, she came in. Hadn't sold anything in the store. She had, you know, a few people that buy stuff for it. Now she sells about $3,500 a month just from the store. And that's just gravy. That's just extra stuff that, you know, she sells her pop-ups and people come and pick up from her. So that's awesome, man. And then you're, you're helping people be like self-sufficient. Yes. Yes. So many people have quit their jobs and, so many people has quit their jobs a little early before I was able to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> so because like we didn't quit our jobs until like we were pulling our hair out and we couldn't do it anymore. Well, I remember Molly was still cheering, um, yeah. cheer coach. Uh-huh. She was working downtown for yeah. city management and she was doing both those and the kitchen mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. And, and then one day I just, I think Twitch told me, she's like, oh yeah, she doesn't work down there no more. Yeah. And she, this is all she does now. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but she could have quit a long time ago, but she was just like, I don't want to. She was just very anxious about it, but I'm kind of glad she did because that, that get us had to help us get a little bit more than we were able to, you know, we had more money in the bank and then we opened the building and all that kind of stuff. Cause man, opening a building, buying a building, opening it is just, it's crazy. 
What's the steps to it? <laughs> so tell us what happened with your building. Uh, okay, so we, you know, we applied, we found it, and we're like, this is amazing, this is perfect, you know, and um, there's just so many crazy layers to it. Like, we had to jump through so many hoops. Uh, so we wanted to buy it, but then the SBA said, well, you guys aren't established enough, because, like, Molly had only been working full-time for, like, like nine months. Mm-hmm. You know, and our sales were good and we had money, but it's like, I don't know what the hell they're looking for. Like a debt to income ratio that was like higher or something like that. But it's like we had proven sales and stuff like that. So the person that owned a building decided to do owner finance. So, okay. So we set a date that we were going to the last day. So we went two years, just did give us a grace period. So we agreed to pay $4,500 a month, which is nuts. (laughs) And then we gave her $53,000 as a down payment. And then we paid all the taxes and everything. So basically she got to own the building for free Mm. and got $4,500 a month. You know, what is that? Almost 60 grand for she didn't pay any taxes, did nothing, no upkeep, nothing. We did everything. So basically we owned the building, but didn't own it on paper yeah. for two years. And then finally, you know, we got denied the next year by the SBA. And at that point I'm like crazy, just craziness. And then finally the second year it finally went through and then it got a little crazy. And then somebody forgot the signs of papers and it literally in our contract, it said we had to buy the building by April 28th we bought it on april 27th holy shit (laughs) (laughs) well and also you know i was you know that post i i think it was like a year ago i was like i'm a millionaire the other way (laughs) (laughs) i remember that yeah oh god (laughs) so you know because i had to borrow like ninety thousand dollars i asked everybody i even asked you for some money Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we i borrowed like a good friend of mine they sold their business for 223 million what? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. What company did they have? King's Grocery. <laughs> I wish. I would say who it is, but they okay. they had they had a meat packing company that mm. did all of Kroger and they do all the Corky's meats. Damn. Wow. So for the whole for, they did all of Kroger's meats for the whole United States. Oh holy wow. shit. Yeah. I thought you just meant like maybe the Delta region. No, all of it. So they had so like all of like it was crazy how he was telling me a story. He's like, all the Kroger uh, executives got together and bought them. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! Like the all like ten Kroger execs got together, put together a package for them, and bought them. So they opened a business called Empire Holdings. And he's he'd be an awesome person for you guys to talk to. He is such a smart guy. Like he's helped us out a lot, but. uh so that's all they do is invest now. Oh, okay. And, and help uh, companies. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like both of, you know, I met him because he was a client of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So him and his brother are clients of ours. And so finally we were like, we were like $90,000 short. Well, that, just, up. that just goes to show you how <laughs> important relationship, excuse me, how relationships are important and how you treat people. Because if you were a dick to that guy, yeah, that oh, never would have came no. out. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And you're 100% right. Like so many relationships that you have made over the years have always come back to help. Yeah. Like just everything. So, yeah, he gave us the money and that like pushed us over the edge and allowed me to like buy X amount of stuff and 
you know, we spent so much money on like equipment. Then I had to get a loan from the bank here for that. And it's just like craziness, but you know, we're almost, I think we pay him off in December. Did you have to give him any equity in your co company? He owns like half my ovens and a vena hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so everybody had to have, uh, no, he didn't get any equity. Uh, he, he had, he offered a deal that, you know, we're going to talk about later. Okay. But, uh, cause he said they don't ever go into equity and company unless they own 50%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some really good things that come with that. But, you know, it's like, what do you want to do? So that, that's another conversation we got to kind of, when December hits, we're going to have that combo because I want to expand. Yeah. But I want to expand at a rapid rate. So you want another kit co-op? Like three and or four. So you just want, you want it just to be amplified locations or you want it to be Memphis, Memphis Kitchen Co-op? Co yeah. So Memphis Kitchen Co-op will go in and amplified will help support it because like, when we opened, we lost $72,000. You know? Why was that? Well, okay. So the payment for the loan oh, okay. was 3800 Our lease agreement payment was $4,500. $2,000 a month was uh, electric. Uh, yeah. So right there, you look at like almost $10,000. And then you know, $2,000 in incidental. So it cost me $12,000 a month to run that building. We bought it. And then we construction took, we bought it in September construction. We ended up getting there in May. We saw amplified started in there in May. So September, October, November, December, Jeez. January, February, March, April, May, nine months of 12 grand, you know, not making any. And then I didn't start getting rent from that until September, the next September. So it took a whole year to start getting tenants in. And now we're, now we're here. Yeah. So I lost literally all that money for those months. Hmm. Crazy. Just hammer. But you know, the thing is amplified floated the bill mm -hmm. that whole time. Damn. Yeah. Who was your first client or your first tenant? I mean, first tenant, I think it was Bibby's bakes. Dude, do, I love that. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. She does the keto stuff. Yeah. yeah they sell like $5,000 a month in our store. Dude, she, I mean, every Still time I go, she'll, she'll send like a messages on like our, on her Facebook. She'll post something. Okay, guys, we're running low on this. So if you mm -hmm. come, we might not have it. Yeah. But <laughs> fresh batch coming, you know, Wednesday or yeah. if it's Sunday, she'll say Wednesday or whatever, you know, like she lets you know like what the inventory kind of thing is. But like, yeah, they murder it, dude. And mm -hmm. she, you know, I told her she started making keto pizza. I asked her one day on Facebook because I, I posted something about um, Sunday's finest uh, Venmo donations, right? And she sent me like twenty five dollars, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Hey, this is cool as shit. Thank you so much." Uh -huh. She was like, "Your feed on your Venmo was worth the twenty five dollars." <laughs> like, well, you know, people's always like, "Thanks for the blowjob," or you know, just like, I've done that with you. <laughs> I, the last time I paid you for drinks, yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Man, this motherfucker." Man. <laughs> but like, yeah, she, yeah, she. Uh, I asked her one day. I was like, "Are you going to like expand the food part of the of the?" Mm -hmm. baby's cupcakes and she was like yeah we're gonna introduce pizza mm -hmm. mashed potatoes yeah, meatloaf and they get in and kill it like honestly it's crazy my favorite part of the month is at the end of the month when i have to write people checks 
Mm. You know, oh, like what what you sold at the store for them. I, I write like thirty thousand dollars in checks to people at the end of the month, Jesus and Christ. I love it. Yeah. You know, because we don't we don't charge them. I think when people sell in our store, we charge them twelve percent. Basically, That's low. Well, well, basically, what it is 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 pays for the three percent credit card processing mm-hmm. fee, and then the other nine percent pays for the worker. Like I make zero money from them. Damn. So yeah. How hard is it to set up like a business as far as like an LLC? And so all that easy. It's people think it's so hard. It You could literally have an LLC ready to go by the end of today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used, I used rocket lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, there was another one, but they weren't responding to my email. My email I sent mm-hmm. them when I contacted them, I forget what it was called. Maybe it was legal zoom or something. Yeah. Because I guess they're so big, but I use Rocket Lawyer and they literally, I send the email, say in the morning, that afternoon, someone mm-hmm. responded back. Hey, yeah, we can definitely help you with this. Uh, yep. You know, we just have to make sure the name and I had a Tony. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, the name is used as something else. We have to change the name. He's like, okay, well, tell them this name. And then they ran the, re- the reports or the numbers or whatever. And boom, there it was. Yeah. Even if the name is 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 taken, you could still operate as that name, but then you're, you're operating as something else. Like we're amplified, we're amplified meal prep operating as amplified nutrition LLC. Oh, is that when okay. you D- DBA do yeah. business as? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so even if you're going and, and you're like, Oh crap, somebody in Waskegee, Wisconsin has this. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, you just change the LLC and you're good to go. So as far as like the business side or like writing stuff off, how, easy is that it's not it's not easy (laughs) you pay somebody for that if i have any advice do not do your own taxes and you keep your personal stuff 100 separate from your from your business stuff and because we have an accountant she's awesome Mm -hmm. you know uh yeah, I don't know what she does, and I hope it's legal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, she's good, but uh, you know she she makes us. You know, we pay in quarterly, mm-hmm. and that really the government really likes that. You know, uh, and then uh, you know at the end of the year, she's like, "You owe me this, and you owe them that." I'm like, "Okay." Is it hard to get grants? Yes, it is hard. Yes, so you have to be. You just can't. You like. You guys here couldn't get a grant. Yeah. You, you may. There may be something with broadcasting that you guys get some obscure thing that you could find. The reason why we're, we're eligible stuff is because we do the kitchen and we're under the tar- Department of Agriculture. Okay. That's who has the grant money. So, and we're also helping all these small businesses. So. Yeah, because we had talked to this guy. His name is uh, J.C., and he was talking about how he started a nonprofit for people losing weight. Mm-hmm. And apparently he got like some grant, like $10,000 a month from Google. Yeah. Or something like Google advertising. Well, there's, there's, there's grants out there for women. There's grants, tons of grants out there for black owned businesses. Women, black owned businesses are like one of the biggest ones to get grants for. Yeah. I think, uh, Christina from Feast and Grays, she got like a huge thing. And I, I, is that the lady that does a tour? Yeah, she does the tours as well. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She that gotta, that was legit, uh, man. Like yeah. she brings little groups to like Pana yeah. Talk and stuff. When yeah. we used to go, I'm like, dude, where do these people come she, from? She's such a cool chick too. I yeah. love her. But, so what does she do now? Uh, she got a grant that she moved into like an awesome location downtown, and she does food. She tours does there. Uh, charcuterie boards. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Feast and Grays is her company. That she she has like three companies. I think she got that. She's got the Food City Tasting Tours, and that's the one else. I know of. So the char- the mini. 
um, cartoonery boards that you have, is that hers? No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. No, we have two other businesses that do them. We have a delightfully oval board and cheese Louise that do those. So oh. we only sell food of people that make food in our kitchen. I got oh, you. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> when are you going to make raw Ross pies? Of course? Uh, come on, man. I'm raw <laughs> Ross pies dead. I'm busy doing other things now in my life. Like what? I'm trying to get my, Oh, did you come up with uh, goals and hobbies? This is the this podcast is not about me. It is. We're having a conversation. <laughs> no, no, I did, have not thought about it yet. But like, can you imagine being forty two years old and not have a goal or a hobby? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There are so many people there. You know, I'm glad you said that. There's no timeline for success. No, but you should at least have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hobby. I asked him, Rick. I said, "What are your goals and hobbies?" And don't mention stuff that I've created. I thought the I thought the podcast <laughs> was about the guest. <laughs> Don't, don't mention my goals and hobbies. I thought the podcast was about the guests. We're having a conversation. We're not talking about Amp. We're just having a talk. Y'all talked about movies first. You talked about you want to go see Peaky Blinders in the fucking theater. <laughs> the fuck? With the Dolby sound of people just having a conversation. You know what? <laughs> fuck you and fuck you both. Oh, so what did you think about your episode? You text me. I didn't know what you were talking I thought you t- recorded with Rick when you said the episode's done. What are you talking about? You texted me earlier that you listened to the Zellner podcast that I told you to listen to. What did you think about your performance? I thought it was... Never mind, see? <laughs> I don't know. They... I mean, I talk a lot. He talks in circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did notice that, though. The story's kind of like... like It when goes I'm... on and on So usually, and like, on. if I'm talking about something, I need to, I need to like, okay... Tr- 20 seconds next, you know, and uh, drop the drop it, not just okay. go on and on. Because he was telling Michael Zellner, he's like, yeah, I go to the bank, blah, 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 go to the bank. I'm like, but you just said that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's why I told you to listen. No, you said he, you, he texted me like the night before, like 1130. I was getting mad to- when I was editing. <laughs> I was annoyed as fuck. <laughs> he, was, he goes, he goes, he goes. It was like three things he sent me, you know, just like each one by one. He goes, I need you to listen to the episode we just got done that's coming out tomorrow completely mm-hmm. um something else and i, I said like, uh don't it's not about us so like don't always talk about yourself listen to the guests uh-huh. right so yeah so like when he was telling us about his weight loss i have a big tendency of saying you know some things i've done and yeah, you know yeah. everyone's heard it a hundred times on the podcast i need yeah. to stop doing that you know <laughs> so that's why one of the things he was this is exactly what i said i want you to listen to this episode completely tomorrow you need to learn to listen and not ramble on. These episodes with guests aren't about us. <laughs> I wasn't mean. No. Trying to help, right? Yeah. Because, like, you, with this kind of stuff, oh, of course, you, yeah. You only have a short window of people's attention. Yeah. But don't people like to hear that a little they bit? They like when I make fun of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't making fun. I try not to make fun of when people are on the podcast. Because, uh, gotcha. like, a lot of people don't realize our relationship. Uh huh. And then people, because like one of his friends was like, man, your friend's kind of a dick to you. I'm like, you don't see what I have to deal with on a regular basis. <laughs> so how often do you guys listen to whole episodes? I listen to every single one okay. because I could do the editing. Yeah, yeah. So me, like out of the 171 we've released. It's probably listened to one, the one I told him to. <laughs> I've listened to bits and I'm going to go bits and pieces first. Uh-huh. I've listened to bits and pieces of just about every one of them. Okay. No, I'll take that back. Maybe about 78%. Okay. Okay. Completely to completion from like zero to the end. Uh-huh. About five. <laughs> I so mean, how do you expect? 
a, a random person to listen to it. If so, you don't listen so to it. <laughs> I, I listened to Nick's Nick's episode. To his to his defense, that means he had to listen to it twice. But yeah, but he has and to listen. And you're working. Yeah, so you're he, working. He has to do every one of them over, <laughs> you know, he has to listen to every one of them, right? From start to finish. And then sometimes he listens to it when he releases it too. But like, I just, man, like, I just don't want to sit there. You know, some, some, most of the time it's in and out of my car. I'm in my car yeah, for like, yeah, you yeah. know, two minutes, one uh-huh. minute, two minutes, one minute. But I guess I do need to listen to them to improve my talking and stuff. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? When do you guys go to the level where you have an editor and then you just listen to the final product sometime? I was thinking about that the other day, man. Like, um, I want that to be soon. So it just depends, man. Like I said, it's just, I mean, there's so much competition out there with other people. And there's a bazillion. So, yeah, you're yeah. so new. And it's one of those things where you just got to be consistent. And that's why I'm like every Tuesday and Friday. Do you think like adding the element of video would that's the bump next you thing, up? That's the next thing I learned how to do. I did create a YouTube page and we got the cameras. And I told him my goal this year is to get Learn some type of editing. video stuff. Uh-huh. You know, John. Bring John in. Well, he wants to. I mean, I asked him. Uh, I asked him the other day or not yesterday when we were together, but like a uh-huh. week or two ago. Yeah. I was like, man, can you teach me Photoshop? Because, you know, we have it on the computer and stuff. Uh And then he was like, yeah, I mean, just come over to the house one day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next time I'm editing a video, you can watch me. I mean, you can learn how to do it. And I was like, yeah, awesome. Because I really want to do that. And he was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, because he's got so much. He's so busy all the Mm -hmm. time. He's got hundreds of things he's editing all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Like he started doing that 901 exchange, key exchange podcast guy, you know. Like he uh, edits, makes videos for him. Yeah. Like. Who is this? So this gentleman, he has a podcast called. I think it's called 901 Key Exchange. It's a, a re- realtor. Oh, uh, I think Crystal was on that podcast. Yeah, and um, he makes, like, he'll come in there, record, like, you know, different angles, and make, like, make, like a minute clip for him so he, okay. can, he can release it. Somebody that is a sponsor for him that he's known forever is paying mm-hmm. for John. That's, you know, okay, yeah. or whatever. And... Um, and jo- he showed me one of the videos yesterday. It was pretty cool. Like, you know, it was like 45 seconds. Okay. It was just like, you know, what you what you want. Like, you know. I saw that same video. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is like the person that's going to be on the uh-huh. episode. This is what's coming. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's and good, then, good looking video. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's because he did it. Yeah. Right? Because he did it. Not <laughs> not not anybody else. And um, so I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to do this. And he's like, yeah, man, of course. Very cool. Yeah. Like, you know, you guys have something good here. Always, you know, my, my mantra is evolve or die. Mm. every 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 day you know we try to do something cool and different you know at the kitchen i try to get something new in all the time and just i'm like always asking my tenants like hey what do you need what do you need to make yourself more successful what do you need to cut down your time because like if you tell me how to like save like one minute and during eight hours i could do that you know 40 times 50 Mm. times you know we just saved 40, 50 minutes. You know, I'm always trying to find something faster and better. But like I said, that goes back to the quality too. And that's why I tell him about the listening. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I mean, if you don't, we're not putting out a quality product, people are not going to tune in anymore. No, you're right. I think you guys have the funny going and just the brother banter back and forth. And I think that's what people really enjoy, you know, listening to. Do you guys ever use this? Man, I used it one time. Brad gave me that for Christmas. Uh-huh. It was like a re-gift. And then I came here one day, and it, would, it did its own thing and knocked shit over. 
And I just never did it again. Because yeah. it, it takes forever, man. And it's like, and it'll get stuck on shit, too. Yeah. Like, Nick has a, like a really badass uh-huh. one at his house, and it's always stuck on the rug. Yeah. I was like, what? Did you spend all this money on what? I have a good one, and I got it from Molly because she wanted it. And Ugh. she's doesn't use that much. It's just like, easier to me to get the little vacuum that I bought just to sweep shit up. Man. Yeah. If you had, like... All hardwood in a big house, and you just let it go. Yeah, like a, like it. a studio or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna see it rolling then. Where is it? I didn't see it, but I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely dig in there. And I forgot about this. Oh yeah. So this was another cup that Molly made. Remember no. I saw this. Molly didn't make that. I thought Molly made this one. My mom. Your made mom that. made it. Yep. Because it, it was the monster. And, yep. you're, I was, you're, and you, someone was like, "You can't make this." And then, well, you thought it was a monster can. Yeah, yeah. Because like, of the, you're like, I need this. This is in Kansas City. I called all my friends in Kansas City. They're like, "We've never seen that." <laughs> and then I dove into it. I was like, "Oh, that is a cup." So how did your mom make this? Is it the same way Molly made ours? <laughs> she bought that logo. Mm-hmm. You could buy them as files, and then it was like any team fit into it, and then she just. Downloaded the thing on the back. So how do you actually put it on the canister? So does your mom have a circuit? Yeah. Or, yeah, so a cricket or whatever? Yeah. So there's, you can get different things like this, but you can buy these things, like the file, like Rico's was saying, you can buy the file on like Pinterest and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. sell them or uh, Etsy. Yeah, yeah. So what do you just wrap it and then like use like a heat yep, dryer so she or just, something? She just puts it on there and then they, it you know, heat wraps to it. And then that one's covered in enamel. So that thing will never come off. Yeah. Does she sell this stuff? No. She just just does it for fun? Yep. Okay. Does Molly sell any of her stuff? No. She just knows how to do it and enjoys doing it? Yeah, she just loves doing it. Like, uh, I took a guy's trip to a wrestling meet down in Texas, and she made all of us cups. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of cool. Well, like, it's like uh, my friend Barry, his wife, Jamie. Uh You know Barry Parker. Yeah. His wife, she, um, you know, makes all the Memphis, like the cheer, like for her kids' cheer and stuff. She'll just put like whatever the team name is, you know, and she'll just, yeah. and then she'll make a couple of those vinyls off with the cricket yeah. and she'll, yeah. she'll heat press it. Yep. And she goes, the only way you're going to get good at the weeding is if you keep on making bullshit and keep on weeding. It yeah. doesn't matter if you even <laughs> go and heat press it. It's, it takes time. You just have to have, you just have to be delicate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but if you fuck up one letter, you have to reprint it. All, the whole thing again. The whole thing again. <laughs> yeah. So you have to just keep the paper on the ground, on the table, and you just weed slowly. Yeah. And you're pulling vinyl. I, I can't away. do it. She's awesome. She's, she's amazing. You, you just it. pull vinyl away. You do it. it and, mm-hmm. I've, and I've gotten a couple, but they just don't look right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, this looks like shit. I'm not yeah. even going to go buy a t-shirt or from yeah. Hobby Lobby. I mean, hell, Molly made our... Me, Reese, and Molly went to Grizzlies playoff game. She made all our shirts. Oh, really? They they looked awesome, dude. You couldn't tell. And she heat pressed them. Yep. Really? Well, that's like the shirts that. Um, so she'll make. So Barry's wife will make a shirt uh, like Memphis gear. You know, like for uh-huh. like when she go to go to the games and stuff. And it just says Memphis. It's blue and boom, there they are. Yep. And it looks like he's paid thirty dollars for it at Tiger Bookstore. Well, Molly made ones that matched our Jordans. So she, oh, that's badass. She had a green pair of Jordans on, so she made a green Memphis Grizzlies one. And oh. or, or no, I had a green pair of Kobe's on, and so she did the same color in the shirt as my shoes. It, you know, that's she's legit. just dude. I I'll try to find the shirt, but they're badass. Like I got us like this. Looks like I just bought this at the Grizzly store. It's amazing what people can do. <laughs> and all these files, and not those files, but like all this shit. Like, because I pay $10 a month right now for 
on the car, you have like a subscription thing on the circuit, you know, yeah. and gives you like hundreds of thousands of like different fonts and yeah. shit. But like, if you don't pay the $10 a month, you have like 200 to choose from. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> such a difference because you can also go into their, like other people's stores and see what they have and yeah. drop it to you into your thing. Like it's insane how much you can do with that little machine. Yeah. My, my mom, well, Jim Lasapio, I told him my mom wanted all their old liquor bottles. Cause what she does is she takes off the label and she makes these crazy cups with the labels. And she made him one for doing that. Like he gave me like 50 bottles and she made him one for doing it. And it was like this wood, it looked like wood grain in the hole. It was like a Jim beam bottle, mm. but a cup. And he was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. That's fucking, she'd be selling that on Etsy. Well, she, she can sell them, but it's like what you can't charge what you put in. That's the thing about selling shit to you. Gotta consider shipping your time, mm-hmm. you know, well, a lot of people haggling with people. Yeah, a lot of people will include the shipping. Yeah, because they'll go like to the post office and see how much this weighs. Like and how that much cup it- right there, Molly had to redo it like three times because the yellow wasn't right. And you should tell, like, have her tell you about. It, it was like she was like up all night. She's like, I can't get this right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, because I remember I saw, I asked her, I was like, Can you make me tumblers? And she yeah. was like, Yeah, because we were talking about something, yeah. and she, I think she had a cup. And she was drinking something. I was like, oh, shit, where'd you get that from? It's really cool. She's like, oh, I made it. I was like, oh, shit, can you make me link up with tumblers? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, cool. There you go. You got them. Yeah. I, I like that logo. So what prompted you guys to change the logo? Well, my <laughs> my my boyfriend over here, he's in love with um, no, Skull. This, no, this is what happened. Uh, Jared <laughs> made some shirts for his kettlebell thing. Phil Singer. And I was like, oh, I really like your, your logo and all that stuff. I said, who did that? And he's like, oh, my buddy Aaron. And I was just thinking about doing just a shirt. And then when I uh, got the guy to design it, I was like, well, because I got that as a temporary. I got that done for like 50 bucks yeah. on like, Fiverr. Fiverr. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, there you go. Because I needed a logo to get done so I could upload it to Apple and all uh-huh. that shit. And um, so I had the idea and. I kind of I the the original one that he got printed through Skinny's company is with the it's kind of similar to that, but it's some people it's it's hard to tell that it was link up because mm-hmm. you know there's the L and the P and yeah. you know it's spelled like that. So then and I have it now on the top it's link up and yeah. the podcast at the bottom. But I just love skulls, man. Uh, so that's cool. where it came from. Cool. And then I paid so much for the fucking logo. I was like, yeah, I might as well fucking we're use using it, it now. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you pay? Three hundred? I think I paid. I paid initially three fifty, no, maybe three hundred, and uh-huh. then I had to pay additional hundred bucks when uh-huh. I had him change it because oh, okay. he had to do some stuff with the established and nineteen. And oh, that's right, because like that. that wasn't on the original, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. or the the second original. Nice, nice. Yeah, I have a graphic designer that works for me, so she works for us on the weekends, but that's her main job. Mm. So. <laughs> So how do you come up with uh, the menu for your place for Amplified? Man, I just, uh, really, I just go on the internet and I'm like, I like find good meals. And then I'm like, I print out the recipe and I was like, okay, how can I make this healthy? I go, can I make it healthy? And I'm like, if it's yes, it goes in the yes pile. And then I get a big yes pile <laughs> and then I go through and I just start going through. And then I was like, okay, then say so healthy is the first part. Then the second part is, 
how can we don't want to do anything that's so time consuming, mm. you know, because, you know, we make, you know, almost 3000 meals a week. Oh, excuse me. So in two days we make 3000 meals. Jesus. So we got, I can't like spend four hours on one dish. <laughs> so it's got to make sense time wise and cost wise. So, you know, that's the second criteria. And then after that, it's got to hold. So like, in, it's like, like four days, five, six, couple, days. Five, yeah. six days. Yeah. So like, also like would one of the things kind of be like, it has to be easy for the team to learn to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The it's easier like, the menu. I mean, the easier the, like item. if I print off a menu and it's got like 20 steps, I'm like, whoosh, nope. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> because you know, the simpler, yeah. the more or less mistake. Probably, yeah. And you know? honestly, you know, sometimes simple is better, you know, you know, just, you know, quality ingredients, make them, eat them. That's it. So we got some really, we're, I got a new menu change coming up this starting next week. It's breakfast. Soups are changing the salads, uh, new pasta salad, and then adding wraps. So that's coming in. And then next month I'm changing the whole menu over. So do people good. get upset when you change shit? They get mad. So oh, like, man. hey, why would you take the bagel bite? I mean, not the bagel bite. Well, why would you take the uh, egg bites away or something? It's like, you know? no matter what you do, I have like 80% of people going, when are we changing the menu? I'm sick of everything. And then when I change it, it's like 10% are like, oh, mm. I didn't know you were changing. <laughs> so, people are creatures of habit, man. Man, but, but it's like so many people, they want you to change, but then they're like, no, don't take that one. You're like, gotta. Yeah. <laughs> How are y'all dealing with the food shortages and shit now? Well, you know, I'm good. <laughs> We've never not had, you know, what what I did is right when COVID hit. Well, I always take care of my guys. Like something I I enjoy. Once I was, you know, started making money. Yeah. And once I had more money, it's crazy. I just fucking give it away. I enjoy it. Like uh, for Christmas. The ladies that check me out at Walmart, I tip them each a hundred bucks. Uh, I tip out all my guys at Sam's Club, you know, a couple hundred bucks at Christmas time. So right when the pandemic hit, mm. I went to all my stores and I gave everybody a hundred dollars. I go, hey, keep me at the front of the line. <laughs> and literally, they'll when case of turkey come in, it they ride on their safe for Richard and they mm. hold it in the back and they call me. They're like, Hey, we got three cases of turkey. And I felt like an a hole because I remember when it was like shortages, people were up there and there's like three, like things of ground beef that they put it out. People snatch them up. And then I roll my card up and they <laughs> load it up. Well, the thing is, you know, like you said <laughs> earlier, your relationships you built with these yeah, people, exactly. you know, and those people, you know, could care less about that guy that works at Sam's yeah. than you do. Yeah, that's, absolutely or, not. And Walmart, that's, that's you know, different. they're all on my phone. They text me. I text <laughs> them. You know, so it's nice. And you know, I have that relationship at Cisco. Uh, you know, at Restaurant Depot, Sam's Club, and Walmart. So, you know, you just got to take care of people. Sometimes, like what you spend, always comes back. Always, I've I've never like spent. You know, do I become the crazy tipper now? Like I tip insane, you know, every time, you know, and people are like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, not, not to be an asshole, what 50 bucks. I'll, I have no idea if, if you took $50 of my account, I would never know. Yeah. Never, 
never, ever, ever. But like, I'll go and just get just something, you know, we'll get one drink a piece. I'll tip the bartender 50 bucks. On just Is one that drink. partly because when you work in industry too, you know what it's like? I think so. Yeah. But I know Brad's like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's the thing too. If you, you know, I've been in the service industry my whole life and now like, I'm like, okay, you goes, you know, you're not in the service industry to become rich. Mm. You're like, that's your job. Yeah. You know, and you know, why not over tip? You know, I, it's crazy. I just, I just don't understand it when people like, Oh, it's, like if you had to sit here and you have to like in your head go, oh, and it's such a hard choice between like a seven dollar tip and a nine dollar tip. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't be going out, honestly. Man. Well, you know? no, no, I, I don't think that. But I think people get hung up on a couple bucks sometimes. Like three dollars, you'll never know if you don't have three dollars. Yeah. Like if True. you have three dollars less, but the difference between an eight dollar tip and like eleven dollar tip for somebody working in the service industry, and then multiply that by the twenty people that they had all night—that's insane. Yeah, you know, I wish more people would think of that. Just if everybody p- tipped an extra three dollars, and then they had twenty customers, that's an extra sixty dollars. I wish they would do like some else people do. I don't know what the machines are called. Maybe toast or something, where you they automatically do the tip for you. Mm-hmm. See, I think that would probably be easier, like or gratuity already included. Like, I don't know why that's not a thing, because like people generally, some people have this mindset. It's like, uh, I see extra, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do it. But if it's just a flat bill, yeah, then they're gonna just do it because that's their bill. Well, a lot some places are doing it now, and um, you know, I'm not opposed because anytime I get like automatic grat, I leave more yeah. because I don't feel like it's enough. Like. I went to Sonic and I tipped the chick 10 bucks and she was like, she was, yeah, didn't want to take it. Cause she's like, what's this for? I was like, your tip. And <laughs> it's, I mean, that can make somebody's day too. Yeah. Man. And then that might spark them to do something good for somebody else because you did something good. It's mm-hmm. that whole pay it forward yeah. type of mentality. It's also like, you know, when you tip extra, you know, it's got, it's because you're also kind of thinking, like, you know, they probably got stat, uh, shafted mm. a couple of times already tonight. Absolutely. So this, this might help them a little bit, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, me and a buddy of mine, I won't tell you who it is, but we, it don't matter. Reese, you know, it was Kaylee's spring break, and I wanted to go somewhere with her. But me and her have fun, but not like her and another kid mm-hmm. can have, you know? So I hit up. Reese, I was like, "Hey, you want to bring? He's got a he's got a son her same age. You want to bring your son?" He's like, "I can't, man. You know, I can't afford a vacation." I was like, "I'll pay for the whole thing. Just show up, and then we'll just have fun." That's what we did, man. We went everywhere and just had fun. And I would rather I've done that twice now. You know, like I pay for somebody else's vacation just so they could come and hang out and have fun because it's like. I want the experiences with all my friends still mm-hmm. like not all my friends can afford to do things, but I don't care. You know, if, if, if you could, if you let me like, we'll do stuff. Like if you're sometimes some people are kind of too proud to like, now I'll feel so bad. Cause I don't want to ever put anybody. I never brought up like anything like, cause I don't want to be like, mm, you know, I did pay for everything. I don't yeah. need that guy. You know, I hate that. But 
I would rather have somebody come and just enjoy the experience because we had the best time. We went to, uh, where's Dollywood at? Pigeon Forge? Yes. But Dollywood was horrible. Really? We rode two rides in five hours. Oh, so it was overpacked. Oh, it's bad. Two rides and two oh, rides man. in five hours. How much was it to get into park? I paid three sixty for four people. And you got <laughs> to enjoy two. That's for the two like rides. the unlimited ride band. Yep. Five <laughs> two rides. Of- I was so mad. Well, Reese fucked up. It was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> we rode one ride, and then we got you know two seven year olds bouncing off the wall. Mm-hmm. So, and it was opening day weekend. And we get there, right? We didn't realize it's opening day. And right when you're going in, we see Bedlam. It was like, here's the gate to get in. And just it looked like a parking lot. So they didn't have everybody on staff. So they were trying to move. It was It's like 20 lanes. 20 lanes to get in, right? Wow. They're cutting it down to two lanes. How do you make 20 lanes of cars go down to two? Mm. People were leaving. They paid for parking. They were leaving, right? Damn. And I look at Reese. I was like, should we stay or go? Because we, we had a show to go to at 730 that night. And he's like, oh, your call, dude. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Okay. Hindsight should have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the funny story, though. How <laughs> much was parking? So how much are you in? <laughs> yeah. Only 20 bucks. <laughs> only 20 bucks. Okay. So, so you're at 380 already before you yeah, even walk. Yeah. Before you even buy a yeah, soda. I didn't even count, didn't even count <laughs> yeah. to 20. So we get there and we go. We wait in line for one ride. And it was like an hour wait. Right. And then. So we talked to this really nice security guard. And he's like, actually, you know. She's a little short for all the rides over here, but on the other side of the park are all the rides for her. Cause mm. she wasn't able to get, we, we went up to, in like two of them and she was too short. So Reese is like, Oh, all right. Well, if we get on the train, the train takes us to the other side of the park. I'm like, all right, cool. This train, the line to get on train was insane. <laughs> Cause I don't know who runs Dollywood. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's when the train pulls up, they everybody sits on the train for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they unload them. And then it sends empty for 15 minutes. And then they load you on and then go. And then it's a 15-minute ride. And then they do that again. I don't know what they're checking in that 30-minute time span. Okay. So it did that for like three times. We were the fourth go round to get on. So that was like 45, 45, 45. Boom. Right. Two hours. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, okay. Plus the, the hour 15 on that ride. So yeah, when we get to the front, Reese is like, he noticed that it was the exact same people that came around on the train. And he goes, dude, I don't think this train goes to the other side of park. <laughs> he goes, I think it goes around the park. <laughs> And I walk over to the guy and I talk to the conductor who is one of them. I don't know who it was, but he goes, yeah, this goes around the park. I'm like, damn. I was like, well, fuck it. This is our last ride <laughs> around the park. So Did the girls have fun or the kids have fun on the ride that I'm, they got to go on. Yeah. You're probably like, yeah. gee, do your Jesus. Jesus. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I rode the whole ride like this. I was like, I was so mad. How far was the other side of the park? It's pretty far. Like it took 15 minutes for the train to ride around it. So this is like a massive, this is like a massive complex. It's big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So then, you know, we had 
an hour when we got done. Our show was at seven thirty, and we had like an hour and forty five minutes. Well, we couldn't do another ride because we had to go home, get ready, and go to the show, like the Dixie Stampede or something. But those were the fun things. Everybody should go to Pigeon Ford. It's awesome because you got go karts. You got the. Have you been there? No, I've never been there, it's but crazy. I heard it's a lot of fun. It's crazy city. Like the city, right? Yeah, yeah. the city's so cool. But don't go to Dollywood. I think I won't. It's crazy. I was, But when we were leaving, what does dad get in a fight with his son? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Like the kid was mouthing off. And the dad, we thought they were joking at first. And he was bouncing this ball and said, like, kid said, like, a, dropped like an F-bomb or something. And the dad, mom's like, watch your mouth. He goes, I don't have to. And the dad grabbed him and slammed him against the fence. We're like, whoa. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. For yeah. seven hours, we're not going to get it back in oh, our lives. Oh, my God. He felt so bad. But it wasn't his fault. Yeah. It just, you know. Oh, man, that's great. Man, I think these are the same people from earlier. <laughs> oh. As soon as he said it, I was like, you're right. Damn it. Now, what were the kids doing this whole time? They were just flipping on the bar, jumping around. It was it was not fun. Yeah. Not fun. I mean, glad it wasn't like July where we were just sitting there oh, sweating. fuck that, man. <laughs> Do you have any trips planned? Uh, I think me and Molly are doing two. We're doing like a little fun getaway, and then we're doing a beach vacation. And then I don't like to travel. I hate it. I hate traveling. I like little 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 ones, like three days. Three days yeah. is perfect, man. Go get back because I have so much to do when I'm gone. I'm just thinking. It's like oh, your shit's just piling up. But yeah, you have to do. yeah, because no one can do it. <laughs> so. Where you guys going anywhere so fun when, soon? When, uh, so when you're not there, who's running it? Like, is every do you all do everything for the week before? Like, you know, like do you all prep everything? What do you ask? What running what? Amplified? Like, yeah. Well, Amplified only. Okay, so basically, what we do is I do like I do menu planning for the next week on Monday night. I get together my shopping list, the 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 little shopping list on Monday night. I get the, all the non-perishables together. I shop for those on Wednesday. And then Thursday night, our orders come in. That's when we do most of our paperwork. And then Friday and Saturday is when we cook everything. And we do our main shopping on Friday. So Sundays, I don't do anything. I'm just kind of like fielding phone calls, that kind of stuff, because we do our deliveries. And then Tuesday, I don't do anything. But I'm always in there what's because, the shelf life of your food uh five to seven days like five days for like the fish and like seven days for everything else so do y'all give your stuff away if it doesn't happen to be like closer to expiration time so on saturdays i've been really good at like keeping waste down at minimum but we give all, all our employees everything oh that's nice yeah so on Saturday and you know, that's one of the things they, they get so much food <laughs> That's a park. Yeah. They, they walk out with bags of food. Cause take a thing about it. Like that's, you know, a couple of meal or however many meals it oh, is. Absolutely. They, don't, they don't have to spend money on. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if we could do something together where we pay you guys to cook meals that we could deliver to people. Yeah. Yeah. You know that when you guys have your event, 
you know, do you guys actually cook the food on Thanksgiving or do you give away? Mike Stanley did it for us that one time. Okay. And then we, when his parents had the store, they prepared, prepared the sandwiches and stuff like that. I have 17 ovens. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely going to have to hit you up. Hey, Rick, let's come and make some stuff. I have, I have 17 ovens and I have so many people that would donate their time to help, you know, because we have 61, you know, tenants Mm -hmm. right around that number. And we could, I could literally fill that up with like chefs, cooks, workers, and stuff like that. That could really, if you guys want to do like a where we serve and give people plates that come to the, or give them like a to go plate for their whole family, they yeah. just pull up, grab it, and go. You could do it easily at my place. Yeah, we need to do that because I I talked to Mark the other day, and he's like, I want to do something mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, so maybe even like. Fourth July or something, mm-hmm. could do something. Okay, yeah, like like bags again, like sandwiches, just, stuff any, just anything, anything. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's just getting back to just doing. Because like when we first started, it was like talking about like what to do, and then like one day Mark and I were like, let's just do something for Thanksgiving, like, and then we'll figure out the kinks later. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like I said, if you sit there and debate all the time, nothing's gonna happen. Well, ideas are great. Everybody, everyone, every person in this world has a million dollar idea. Yeah. It's just putting it down on paper mm-hmm. and doing it. I saw that this one guy said, who is the greatest person that never started? <laughs> Everyone. Because you know, you know, there's a lot of people that fail. Uh-huh. At least they tried. Yeah. But there's some people that never even sang or, you know, painted. Yeah. I went to go see that uh, Van Gogh thing today. And just imagine if he never would have started. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I, that ex- the exhibit would not have been there. There's so. a there's a cool commercial like 10, 15 years ago. Maybe twenty, maybe learn that shit. It was a Home Depot commercial, mm. and it had like what ifs, and it had like Larry Bird, and he was like at Home Depot, <laughs> and he was like wadding up paper, shooting it at a trash can, like all the way across the store, making it. Dude, it's so, <laughs> that's so true, though, man. Like, that's why I go back to like intern, your internal bitch, man. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not good enough, or yeah. no one's gonna like me, or people are gonna judge me, or whatever. Yeah, it's like fuck it, man. Yeah, I mean, here's I'm not bragging, but. I hope to be a millionaire in the next few years. I'm not smart. I'm not the smartest dude. Smarter than Raul. But I'm not, I'm not the smartest dude in this room. You know, if I'm in a room of 10 people, I'm at the bottom, bottom four every time, you know, but like, I just do it. Yeah. You know, having a, a, a child helps mm. like, cause you like, everything is, now not about you well it's like even if you look at like guys that get girls mm-hmm. it's they it's usually the guys that don't give a fuck are the ones going to be more successful mm-hmm. than the guy that's in the corner huh? should i go talk to her? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like it's like once you start in like it's the it's easier to make a million dollars than mm-hmm. it is to make ten thousand that is the most true statement i have ever heard in my life and it it doesn't sound correct but i mean if you have getting to like 20 grand in your bank account mm-hmm. is so fucking hard it is but going but once you get that money that capital it's easier to make money yeah so much easier and uh i never thought that was true until like you're like looking at like the levels and you're like oh my god it is true hmm. it is 100 percent yeah, I just, I guess it's just like having that 
either ego or confidence or just I don't give a fuck attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have one of those to start something. And like I said, just fear, like no fear. Well, yes and no. Like, it's good to have fear because my biggest fear is losing everything. Like, that's why I'm always, we got to change. We got to get new. We got to do this. We got to do this because I do not want to go back to where, you know, I was struggling at uh, for $500 rent. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't ever want to be in that position. Again. I can't. Yeah. I cannot. That fear, honestly, drives me more than wanting to be successful. The fear of failure drives me more than the fear of success or, or wanting to be successful. I don't know. It just, you know, whatever gets you going mostly, you know, usually my thing is like spite or like, I'll show you type mentality. That was me for the first two years. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Like some people were like, Oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck you, man. I'll show you. I can do it. You know, like doubt you. Why are you doubting me? Yeah. That's your insecurity that you can't do it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people like to say, oh, crabs in the bucket mentality. I don't want you to be on top because I'm not on top. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need those people around you anyways. And sometimes like that's the thing, too. You got to audit your circle. You're like, uh, who do I want around me now? Because mm-hmm. like I said, there's a lot of people that are haters, man. And they're hating because they were never were. I, you know, a lot of people say that. And I if I have haters, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure people see stuff and like, they're like, oh, this fucking guy again, <laughs> you know, but I don't know, you know, because a long time ago, you know, when we were doing business, I was like, I learned one thing and it, it has literally I use it every day. I go, don't worry what anyone else is doing. I don't. Another meal prep company pops up. I don't care. You want to start a kitchen? Good. I'll give you advice. Good luck. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll help you out. I've helped meal prep companies and other people like think about starting kitchens. Yeah. You know, can you do what I do? No, Mm -hmm. nope. Good luck. You know, I'll help you, but it's not easy. Like, you know, running both businesses has been hard on our lives, but we see like an end, you know, and it's so worth it. We help so many people. So where would your next location be? Do you think we want to do Jackson, Tennessee next? Okay. So it's, it's about to boom, especially when that Ford plant gets built, mm-hmm. you know, it's Jackson has 80,000 people. <laughs> oh damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, small town. Yeah. You know, we want to do that. Then we would do, we want to do Collierville after that, like near like the Mississippi border. So oh. you could get, because you know, that's kind of an untapped potential for us with amplified as well. So, and we want to put like a big kitchen there. And then, so you get all the Mississippi people coming there and stuff like that, because the cool thing about the kitchen is people don't know they need it until you have it, you know? And they're like, Oh my gosh. So people are doing this and it saved me so much time. Yeah. And, and also they're like, they're realizing that, you know, they can either a more money with a side hustle or become independent from working for somebody else. Like, you know, that, that saying I'd rather work, uh, 80 hours for myself than 40 for someone else. Mm, It's freaking true, man. It's true. You know, I, I find myself working so hard on all my stuff 
like all the time. And I'm like, God dang, sometimes it'd be nice just to go home and be like, okay, it's over. No emails, no calls, but you know, no. <laughs> what do you think about the people that when they get done, they're done for the day, but then they complain about wanting more. Well, there you go. You know, if you want more, you're going to, you know, if you want more, you're going to have to work for it. It just doesn't come. You know, I literally like 11 o'clock, my phone would be like, hello, this is Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, cause I never want to miss a sale and I never want to miss helping somebody. Like somebody called me the other day and I was right. I was so busy, but I stopped and I was like, answered it. And he asked me some questions. I'm like, shit, this is going to be a 30 minute phone call. <laughs> and it was, it was like 22 minutes, but you know, I just, I didn't want to miss it because he needed help with like his macros and like the, the custom portion of ordering and just needed to help him out with it. And he was so happy. Then two minutes later, he made a $340 order. Yeah. So there you go. You know, it was awesome. So that's the stuff like, you know, we went above and beyond for so many times that people expect it. So, cause I think they, like they say, if you can obviously work just a nine to five and if you're content with that, that's fine. Mm. But if you're one of those type of people that wants more, they're like, well then work your off hours mm -hmm. for your dream. Oh, absolutely. That's what we did, you know? And that's what you have to do. Like, you know, I've had a couple of clients who like quit their job and then signed up at our kitchen. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? I was like, I, I told one person, I go, go get your job back right now. <laughs> I go, because I, I was blatantly honest. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I want you to become a member of my kitchen, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you some advice right now. I go, you're not going to make it. I go, how much are your bills a month? I go, you're not going to sell that in food. You got to build this up. Yeah. It's like, you don't just automatically put a post on Facebook and you sell $2,000 in food in a day. Yeah. It doesn't work like that no. because I told him, I go, your friends and family are going to buy and they're going to buy a lot, but they're not going to buy for long. Mm -hmm. You know, you need strangers to pay the bills, yep. you know, and strangers take a long time. And, <laughs> you know, people have, you know, I, I'd be a billionaire for the amount of times if I got a dollar for every time I was like, this is my plan. And it never worked out exactly <laughs> yeah. how I saw it. I was like, am I just really bad at planning? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that saying, like you just said, um, it's uh stop crying about your family, not supporting you. Strangers mm -hmm. about to make you rich. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah, you can only go with your people for so long. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't always believe that because without family and my friends started, we wouldn't be here because yeah. friends are what started me. Strangers didn't kick in till later, you know, because you can't, you can't depend on your friends the whole time because they only buy, your friends can only buy so many pies, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, if you make pies and your buddy buys a pie a week, you can't expect him to buy five pies a week. What's yeah. he going to do with five pies? You know? Die with beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> what time is your dinner? Uh, seven 30. So I got, I got about 10, 15 minutes. All right. We all going coastal. Oh, I like Ooh. that place. Yeah. Have yeah. you been to fancies downtown? No, I heard it's, I mean, it's I don't, awesome. I obviously don't eat it, yeah. but I've heard nothing but good. I asked one of my friends that lives above it. And she said she's been there. It's gotta be terrible smell. Wouldn't you imagine? Well, you know how the, so, you know, over there on, on 
Cooper, where Hattie's Bees is, mm-hmm. you can smell the chicken in the air because of the Venom hood. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, when I was driving my FedEx truck, when I was working for Corey, like, I would come. So, say it was, like, 700 feet. You can start smelling the grease in the air and shit, like, and, like oh, from the Venom hood. And, you know, those <laughs> houses right there next uh-huh. to it, in that little street behind it. Like, you know, their houses got to smell like shit because that mm. is coming in nonstop. Where they always smells good. Yeah. But didn't you say Jerry <laughs> had that same problem when he lived above Rizzo's? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He said when we first moved in, it was cool for like the first two weeks because uh. you could smell the, the cooking and, you know. But then he's like, man, you, you, all, he, said, he said that all your stuff started smelling yeah. like it. <laughs> I forgot about that, that he lived yeah. above Rizzo's. So, Rick, what... Mark, do you want to leave on the world and Memphis? Mm-hmm. And what's your advice for people? Uh, the mark we want to leave is that we helped a lot of people start a business, become financially independent, and you know, be able to just up their quality of life. You know, uh, by that with amplified meal prep, you know, helping become people. Uh, you know, people are busy, and then we help them stay healthy, mm. stuff like that, and then. With the kitchen co-op, the same thing, you know, we helped people like create a new business and like we've had three people move out of our kitchen already and get their own spot. That's awesome. That is a direct cause of what we have done. Yeah. You know, because they need money coming in, they come in and then advice it's just do it. Don't listen. You don't need anyone's help. You don't like you don't need any support or help at first. Just put your idea down, go get your business license and start doing it. Because once you get it out there and people are like, Oh, you're making this or this people will buy it. And if it's cool, they'll tell one person and, and don't expect too much at first. That that's the biggest thing. Like if I, you know, it's kind of stupid advice, but it, it lower your expectations to Mm -hmm. almost nothing. Yeah. Because, that is, that's how you become successful. Like you can't start a business and think you're going to become Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Okay. We want you to, well, you can be Amazon in 1999. Yeah. Not yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, just, just lower your expectations because then you don't get upset or discouraged, you get discouraged. Because I think get- it's, I think it's like with people, especially like online, or that starts something or whatever, they think it's going to be so great. And if they don't get the likes or the admiration, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? And then they, they quit. Yeah. And then they quit. I, I know how, I mean, we have, we all have Facebook friends that have made like three or four different businesses that just, they didn't keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. You know, you know how many times I've ran near the red, like, Ooh, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got peaks, valleys and lulls and stuff. And then you just keep going and keep doing what you do. And you're going to do it and always innovate. Oh yeah. What is the challenges y'all do? Huh? The challenges y'all do. Oh, and y'all we, just have one that ended or something. Yeah. Just today was the last day. Yeah, today yeah. was the last How, day. Oh man. No. <laughs> Remember the podcast is about our guests. Not yeah. about me. <laughs> well, it's kind of tied in. Well, so, you know, I won it last year, obviously. Uh, yeah. And then I weighed in this year and I just did my thing this mm-hmm. did today. But, you know, two weeks ago when I started, when I actually started again, I was 244. Mm-hmm. When I weighed in today, I was 235. Okay, cool. So I lost nine pounds in, you know, in 11 days. Okay, there you go. Um, but like my, um, my muscle 
has gone down because you know I didn't do shit for a while. I didn't do shit for for a long time. Yeah. And uh, my um, uh, body body fat went up. So so my weight is lower, but my body fat is up, and my muscle mass is down. But Ben's program is going to help me put my muscle back on. Yeah. Because I've been hitting it hard with that. Good, good. Yeah, it's, man, staying in shape is tough. But, you know, we did this challenge last year, and then we upped the prizes and everything. And uh, we didn't have as many people that signed up last year. That's because kind of Facebook kind of screwed everything. We did, like last year, we did most of our marketing. It was huge. Mm -hmm. And then... Facebook changed everything this year and man, it just, the reach went nowhere. I think I boosted a post. Well, last year I boosted a post for like 50 bucks and it reached like 14,000 people. Oh, damn. Yeah. This year I boosted a post for 200 bucks and it reached 3000. See, I don't know what Facebook is doing, man. It's well, like, who else was telling us this? Didn't, uh, it was John. John, John told me yeah, this, yeah. but another guest of ours said the same thing. They, they, they were since they pay for, you know, like they pay for a boost uh, or whatever. Yeah. And it was like nothing. Well, they lost so much was. money lately because they had to change all their things up. You know, they, they start, they've done a lot of bad things. Well, not bad, but in, invasive things. And I think they had to change a bunch of stuff. So their marketing, like I haven't used Facebook marketing in three months now. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like me and yeah. have done that. And I think their stocks have went boom. Yeah. You know, they lost so much money because people were like, okay, if my stuff's not getting out to anybody, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Like, you make a business post, it goes nowhere. Yeah, like, if I don't boost a post, you all never see it. Never. I never see the Amplify. I see yeah. your stuff every yeah. now and then, but uh -huh. not Amplify. I have to share it. And then I, ha I have to not share it from Amplified sometimes. I have to post it on my page as a personal post sometimes. Stupid. Who was it that said that? Because I remember them saying something. I had to put something in the comments. Mm-hmm. Like Lincoln Bio, yeah, I can't remember who said it, it was somebody recently. Too. Oh, it was it was uh, Andrew with Dude That Lifts. Oh, okay, maybe that's what it Reinhardt. Was, yeah. No, um, oh. Andrew, I forget his last name, but he owns the comp clothing Schubert, company. Didn't it? Schubert, Schubert, yeah, Schubert. But um, yeah, it's it. So if you do it again next year, mm -hmm. which I think I, I want you to, if you do, <laughs> um, do it like you did the first year, where you weigh in in, in February, like the middle of February, and it ends. At the beginning of April, I mean, beginning of May again. Why? There's think, not there's less going on, so you're probably more to do. If you want to reach your goal, it doesn't matter what. Yeah, happening. no, very true, very true. But I, I don't know. I just didn't do shit this time on the contest because you got burned out. We she didn't even she didn't even tell me what my point total was. So like, <laughs> she didn't even give. Me, I mean, she gave me my. She was like, "What do you want to do with this printout?" I was like, uh, "This is like a picture of it." <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't need it. <laughs> Would you ever do like a food haul? No, no, it's a cool idea, but you're capped out at a food hall. Mm. So, I mean, the way I set up my building is I could have uh, literally 14 different people working at the same time. Oh, okay. Throughout the whole day or 24 hours a day. Damn. Yeah. So it's like how, how we kind of set it up. You know, I love it. It we were 24 hours and people just produce. I mean, we have so many different vendors like lemonade, CBD, cheesecakes, bagels. Uh, man, so much stuff. Vegan, you know. And where's your location? Uh, 79 
40 Fisher Steel Road over there, uh, right off of Germantown Parkway, like right before the ball fields. Oh, over there by Old Fox and Hound? Yep, yep, right behind Kaiser Flooring. Okay. Like, we're right behind their building. I have to come over there now. I've never been over there. Have you not been there? Mm-mm. Come check it out, man. I'll give I you remember a tour. you were talking about going one day, and then you you text somebody, and they were closed. <laughs> oh no, they were closing. Uh, it was a Sunday. We were going to uh, go, uh, and she's like, "Oh, we close at six. And I think it was like five forty. As I got, we closed at five on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it was four forty. Yeah, 4:40 yeah. Then. yeah, yeah. So. We go uh, there. I guess we can go there tomorrow. Yeah, come check it out, and then you guys could like look at the facility, and then we could just see what kind of get you like a get a facility in your in your head on what you guys want to do. And then I could make some things happen on like chefs and employees. I think we could do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, giving back is one of the most rewarding things you can do, man. Like when we did that thing and that lady was like, my kids haven't eaten. And then we took Brad Zach and I, his son went to take the food to her and how thankful they were for just something that mm-hmm. you take for granted. You oh, yeah. know, it's like, yeah. fuck, man. So, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's like you said earlier, the $3, mm-hmm. we're not going to notice the $3 out of our wallet yeah. right, or our bank account or whatever, but yeah. like the, the extra money that you gave that person, that server, mm-hmm. she's going to, you know, like, what might help her get whatever, yeah. you know, or she might not give a fuck. It was just extra $3 on top of your regular tip. Yeah. I mean, but she's going to see the overall tip and say, Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. That's not why. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't care if they love it or not. Yeah. You, know, just, you just do I, it because I, you I want it. to do it. I, yeah. I do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? Well, Rick, we appreciate you doing this. Man, I had fun, guys. That was that was the fastest two hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, sometimes it, when we when this it just goes fast. Yeah. You know, like the flow of the conversation. Except when Mike Zellner's and I had listened to. You know what, man? <laughs> Move on with your life. <laughs> Move on. This is my life. No, I said move on from that episode. Like, <laughs> You're only as good as your last performance. Isn't that what you always oh, tell me? Oh, God. Uh, no. Jesus. Jesus, man. So, no, my last performance was... Mike Zellner. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it was. That's what just got released. No, we got two coming out on Monday. And I was predominantly talking on those. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Digital Bromad. And... Because um, I hate when he does them. Like, he'll schedule them when I get off. And I'm like fucking tired. Tired. Like, well, the thing is, so sometimes they they can't do the weekend, right? I got you. So I'm like, well, can you do eight thirty on uh-huh. during the week? Uh-huh. So I kind of, I, so I had two on the week last week. Or, oh, they canceled. I was so happy. So like, <laughs> I so like, I text God, I text man. the person right. It was two guys coming. Uh-huh. I text them, hey guys, this you know checking base. This is Monday. You're supposed to come on Wednesday. Are y'all still coming? One of the guys texted me right away. Said, hey man, I'm I'm not feeling really well. I don't want to come. I was like, cool, we can reschedule. Yeah. So then I was like, hey, Keith, are you still coming? I didn't, he was in the Dominican Republic. I didn't know that. Oh, and then yeah. he hit me up last night. Um, man, we need to set up another podcast. I was like, okay, cool. But it has to be on the weekend. Yeah. Because if you cancel me on the weekend, uh-huh. I can easily get somebody, you know, come. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. not easy, but you know, I can yeah. ask around or move somebody. We have double booked, maybe move them up, uh-huh. you know. But like this upcoming weekend, we got four. Oh, geez. Two on Saturday and uh-huh. two on Sunday. Whoa. Are they all remote? Uh, I think so. And one on Friday. But I asked, this was the last one I booked on the Friday. But I asked her, I sent her a message, hey, do you mind if we move you to like the following weekend? Mm-hmm. Not, uh, and just do it on a Saturday. Yeah. So she, she hasn't seen it yet. I got you. Cool. So this girl is like, her name is Dana and she does like body modification. Oh, cool. And it's insane. Like 
the stuff that they like pierce on their body. Like, have you seen? Have you seen? A, Is that where they hang from hooks and stuff like well, that? I'm sure she has friends that do that. Have you seen like the corset they yeah, they make with yeah, like their so skin crazy. and the, the chain, yeah, dude? Nope. It looks insane. Right? Yeah. I was like, I asked her one because I just happened to see it in the Explorer page on Instagram. I was like, does that hurt? Like, and I said a comment on the something. <laughs> I was like, does that hurt when they like digging on you and stuff? And she's like, no, not really. I'm, I'm used to it now. I was like, that ain't never gonna happen to me. Nah. All right, Rick. We're I gonna let you go to Coastal. Awesome. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, thanks, guys. All right, yes, we love you lots. Bye.